one scene where the mom is like up on the fucking wall, like all crooked up and all naked and shit. <laughs> Yo, that's every time I like think of like dogs or like other animals looking in corners and shit. That's the type of shit I think of. It's just something is just there, just fucking staring at you. Like so weird, man. What is up, everybody? We're back with the uh, Sarazonin Podcast, episode four. I'm here with uh, Tetsu the Zombie, a.k.a. Cheeto Burrito, back again, and my man Danny stopping in. Um, this is going to be the fourth episode, which I just said, but I'm really excited because I didn't think I was going to get one done, and here we are three more later. Um, <laughs> keep so, the ball Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Just keep it going. Um, I think to start out with, uh, I was watching a podcast the other day, and they made some really interesting topics about uh, social media and the effects on like youth and depression and anxiety and stuff. Um, I want to know if you guys had any takes on like the normalization of not being happy that social media brings. You want to go first, Dan, or? Oh yeah, sure. Um, It's, it's weird because I like work in media. So I'm constantly seeing people posting every single time that, they're not already on camera. They put themselves on camera. It's really, really frustrating because you don't know if you're ever talking to the person or if you're talking to the product. Mm-hmm, the and that, re- that really bothers me on uh, multiple levels because like, um, cheat, I know you know this, Zach. I don't know if you know, my fiance is a suicide girl. So she's constantly posting. Well, I mean, not so much anymore, but like back when we first started dating, she was constantly posting Um, photos and it was always like whenever we were out in public and people would notice her she couldn't be herself she had to be um, her persona but then when like you see the other side of it it's really strange because it's really draining on a person Um, because they constantly feel like they're always on and that they can't be themselves they have to promote and be this this entity that people are paying money and it's so strange Oh, yeah, because, like, with, um, because, like, the way I am, like, online is, like, the way I am, like, offline. So, like, a lot of people notice that. Um, Zach knows for sure I'm a fucking dickhead. I'm, <laughs> I'm always cracking making weird-ass noises and stuff. Like, I'm weird. I don't give a fuck. Like, at any point, somebody can say, oh, you're weird as shit. I'm like, man, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> but, um, is that mean where, like, some people, they, they can't disassociate with that like being that person that they are online and like it definitely takes a toll on a lot of people because i think we talked about it on one of the podcasts before about how like if you don't get enough likes or if you don't have a big enough following or whatever some of the people like they feel like shit because they don't have that so like they'll try to like make themselves be a different person than who they actually are when they should be themselves and that that's definitely a downfall for like the the newer generations gonna have to deal with I think it's uh, <clears throat> sorry. I think it's interesting because like we can have a conversation about this and like understand like not not everyone who presents himself on social media or YouTube or even like actors, you know, they're not the same thing that you see when like the cameras taking that picture or, you know, the movies rolling. And uh, I think a lot of younger kids aren't going to be able to grasp that concept. You know what I mean? And I think that's a big part of why uh kids are so unhappy nowadays oh for sure i have um 
a lot of nephews and they're always with iPads. I've never seen them without an iPad. It's, it's sad, but like, that's how parents are. Like I have a fr- uh, uh, an old friend who, um, whenever I saw his daughter on the phone, mm-hmm. try to ask her a question. I'm like, they're in a trance. What, what? They're in a trance. You tried to get a conversation out of them, and they're just like, mm, like it's like they're mm-hmm. fucking zombies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And think about how like we grew up, and like we were always outside doing shit, whatever. Like our internet was slow as fuck, didn't work. We used our computers for like Microsoft Paint and fucking pinball and shit. Yo, pinball was that shit, Minesweeper. <laughs> <laughs> so like, could you imagine if back then we had iPads, we had what the internet is now? I feel like I'd be the same fucking way. I'd be zombie, like, oh, all right, man, whatever. I definitely, I definitely had the same effects with uh i think xbox coming up dude i was when i first got my xbox i don't know i was probably like 12 or 13 but like once that shit got in front of me that was all i wanted to do like i didn't <laughs> i didn't sleep like work I, I would go to come home from school play until like sometimes three four five o'clock in the morning go to school sleep through my classes <laughs> go home and just do the same thing over and over again so you're definitely right if i had that ipad in front of me when i was a kid man zombie yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. but i mean you you talk about the xbox like it's same thing when i got the first playstation i didn't want to do anything else but play playstation but i still can have that disconnect where i can do things like this where i can have conversations with people or i can i can go outside and still have fun meanwhile i see these other kids you know you look outside and they're just sitting on the ground. <laughs> like, they you're like outside. What are you doing? Shit, they just sit by it and scroll. I mean, it's really, I think uh, when the kids who are, I don't know, let's say like 10 or like 20, 30, I think it's going to be interesting to see the uh, social construct that gets brought into that because I think it's going to be completely different than what today is. It's going to be like that yeah. fucking episode of Black Mirror where like everybody has like a star rating on social media. And if you do some fucked up shit, people are like, oh, ew. Uh, <laughs> Mark him down. House, <laughs> you can't go get coffee and shit. Like, that's how it's uh, going to be. That's what it's going to end up being with that, uh, that fucking Neuralink, bro. <laughs> Everybody's yep. going to have the, like their phones <laughs> connected to their face. It's, eh. mm-hmm. it's, we think it's bad now. Wait till that shit happens. Hell yeah, man. I almost I would almost prefer that so I don't have to look at people. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Oh, um, shit. So something else. I this was like a spur of the moment one that I was thinking about how much media also influenced me. I was gonna ask you guys what are you don't have to give me three if you can't, but what are three movies that influenced you a lot as a kid or even as an adult? You can go first, Dan. Um I'd say the first one was Jurassic Park. It's the first movie that I remember seeing in theater that made me want to make movies. So that was a huge, uh, a huge influence on my both career and life. Um, because that was what, 1993, I was five years old coming out of the theater. Like, damn, that's what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. <laughs> it only, it only took till I was 30, but um, you know, uh, so that that's definitely one. Um, I want to say, damn three, um, probably black dynamite just because (laughs) it's, it's a fantastic movie. Oh yeah. Um, 
that's I don't, I don't know what it is about that movie it's just fan- phenomenal um and i don't know i really have to think hard about a third one we can go to uh, burrito and then we can pop back to you if you think about it okay yeah 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 all right so the first thing that comes to my mind is the matrix i remember seeing that fucking movie as a kid and it like blowing my mind and like thinking of like damn what if we aren't in the real world what if like this is a simulation like but like it only it took me a few times of watching the movie to actually understand the story because i was still like kind of young and didn't really care i just seemed like oh shit this bull dodging bullets and shit like this shit cool but then when i finally like watched the movie it was like holy shit this story is actually fucking crazy and like what if this was actually reality and then like another movie i could say that kind of like changed my view not view of like like life or whatever but like just like kind of like influenced a lot of like the things i watch whatever is the movie akira and zach knows that's like a big thing in my life um that fucking movie is just awesome i love i could watch that movie front to back like a million times and never get tired of it um and then i guess i could say like um going off like another anime naruto or something like there's a lot of like um like life lessons a lot of like things you can learn like because people think of like anime and shit as just like a cartoon a child thing believe it a lot of things there's a lot of things you can learn in a lot of anime they teach you a lot of like things about life and shit and um like growing up that was one of like my favorite things to watch i remember the first time watching fucking naruto that shit bro i think it was the scene where Gar was in the um the forest. It was after the Chunin exams got like blown to shit by Orochimaru, and Sasuke and Naruto were fighting. Rest Gaara. easy to the third. Mm-hmm. Gar and um, Gar was fighting Naruto and Sasuke, and like just seeing this shit, I never watched like a bunch of anime back then. So like seeing like blood and shit, and these bulls fighting to like to the death. I'm like, yo, this anime is crazy. I love this shit. But that um. Like, I think I kind of got like lost with like your question. I just kind of like went with like what I really no, like. No, that's cool. That's fun. Um, from so me, two of my movies are like they're not animes, but they're cartoons. So one would be uh, Kung Fu Panda. I don't know if you can tell I got Poe on there. The idea of just like self, like self love and self, like believing in yourself as a as a kid, I think is so important. And I don't think there's a movie that installs that better than that in my mind when i when i think about it all the time it was like this fat ass panda who just did nothing but eat felt like he couldn't do nothing right and he gets a fucking dragon scroll and it's just like himself and he's like damn what the fuck is that like what he lied to us he lied to us and he's like oh my god it's me you know and everything comes together that was super important for me uh the road to el dorado i don't know if you guys Ooh, remember that yeah that I watched that on repeat as a kid. It's just something that sparked my imagination. Like, you never know what's behind a cave or underneath the the sea, or there's always something more. And then uh, I watched Gangs of New York all the time with my dad as a kid. And um, it's a little bit of a darker (laughs) movie than the other two. But uh, those are the three that influenced me the most. Uh, Do you still have another one, Danny? Do you have figure out your thing? So if I could take Black Dynamite out, um, I would definitely add Naruto. I would definitely add Naruto in there. Um, It had, I mean. Yep. (laughs) um, So I, uh, 
I started watching it because friends made me watch it. They were like, yo, we think you would really like the show. Cause at that time I had really only been into DBZ and, uh, they were like, like we think, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they were like, yo, we think you should really get into this. And at, I mean, at that time, um, one of the games had just came out. I think it was like ultimate Ninja storm three or whatever. And they were like, you want to play this game? You got to watch the show. So like I was in the opposite room on the computer, just binge watching all of Naruto to get the Shippuden to then game fast forward to like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I want to play this game, but they won't let me. Um, Fucking bullies. So, right. <laughs> um, and then another movie that made me. Hmm. I had it and now it's gone. Just like it happens that. to me every day. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just like, look, I'm like looking around at all my pop figures. Like maybe I can find something. <laughs> they pull something from somewhere. Um, but it's just like, I'm looking at them. All, it's all Batman. There's some Vegeta around here. I fucking love um, that. Um, Dude, the, uh, the, uh, them house moving castle, whatever the, Studio Ghibli, fucking Kristen Bale is the American voice actor for that. And he like there was parts where he would be like he'd he'd change into his like little like weird bird thing, and he would do this like really deep voice. And me and Ryan were like, hey, "What the fuck? He sound like Batman for?" <laughs> we had to look it up. I I didn't know this, but he was also in Pocahontas. Really? Um, he he played uh John Smith's little friend that ends up shooting somebody. That's, that's so Christian weird. Bale. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Um, um, yeah, no, I can't think of a third one. But if I had, like, if I had to put like another, another form of media, it would have to be Assassin's Creed Two. Um, that game taught me a lot about loss and how to buy my house. Uh, well, I. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it taught me a lot about loss and and how to uh, how to deal with it. Not that I've ever not lost a person in my life, but it's just like uh, I'm I'm the type of person where loss doesn't bother me. I can I can move on from it um, fairly quickly in some in some cases, which is troubling to people. Where it's like, oh, this person died. Like, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, that's people not that die. You, yeah, it's not that you don't feel it, but it's like you go through it in a different motion than everybody else, which is cool. I felt that way sometimes, where I'm like everybody's affected like in this weird way by something and I'm not. Mm. And then something that does not affect other people will make me just go full, full blown, like bawling my eyes out and shit. It's really weird. Yeah. 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 It's super weird. Um, cheat. When you were let me, talking... let me ask you a question. Okay. So we're talking about anime. Yeah. Do you feel like anime teaches better life lessons to kids than say American cartoons because a big a big draw of the Simpsons was always they always give good life lessons but the Simpsons are a terrible family so like Whoa. if you watch Bob's if you watch Bob's Burgers the Belchers are the best um, representation of a family like they have issues they deal with it like. Marge and Homer's marriage is absolute dog shit. And you got the Flanders, right? Yeah. How like, deadly. It's just, uh, but like, I just recently watched The Last Airbender for the first time. I watched the whole thing. 
Well, I started watching it when it first came out, and then the movie came out, and I watched the movie, and I said, I'm not watching any more of this bullshit. <laughs> so I, I like recently went back and I watched the whole thing over again, and I was like, this is the greatest anime I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a Japanese cartoon. It's made by Americans, which blew my fucking mind. So my question again is, do you think that anime gives better life lessons than American cartoons? So I'm going to say yes, because I think a lot of uh, like you look at like Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, a lot of those shows just seem mindless. Like they're more like uh, you look, I don't know, like Johnny Bravo and like uh, Ed and Eddie and like all those shows that I like watched growing up that I love. Um, And then I look at like, say, like Hunter x Hunter or uh naruto or one piece and like i feel like one of the core differences is they install like like friendship and every like especially in shonen anime bro like they got the the main character and then you got his guys and his or females and his team are for him no matter what and he puts complete trust in them and it's always like yo i got my friends i'll do anything for my friends like even if it means like and sometimes hurting people like, you know, but that's real life. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta do that. And I think uh, that's something that's super important for me is having the right people around me and the right friends. And I think that's something that I carry from watching anime. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to input something into this. I have myself on me right now because the fucking ice cream man's out front. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he go, he roll up every day, bro. Mr. Softy, but so he just down now. Um, <clears throat> so. I feel like, because I remember one time I was like, damn, I haven't watched like Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network in like a long time. I kind of want to just see what it's hitting for now. Because um, like, we grew up on that shit. So I was watching it and like a bunch of the cartoons were just like farting and burping. Yeah. Like, I don't know that too. Like it's just dumb, like <clears throat> make no sense, like humor. It's just like, oh, blah, blah. Like, all it's right, just fill the- your mind with crap so you can pass the time yeah. for 20 minutes. <laughs> so like, I watched, then I watched like anime and like, you can like, cause people like I was saying, like people think anime is just like a cartoon. There's such a broad range of what anime is. And like, <clears throat> they have anime for kids. They have anime for adults. They have anime for people that love like nasty, disgusting gore. They have anime for people that like murder mysteries. They have animes for people that just like action fighting. They have sports like, anime. <laughs> they got everything. Fucking cooking anime. Yeah. Like, anything, anything you're interested in, they have an anime for it. And in all of those anime, I guarantee you, they give you like the best life lessons you can have, like taught to you by like just like a relatable cartoon. characters though. But they're relatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's a good question. I like that. Well, I was just thinking about it because like I, I keep trying to get friends of mine into watching anime and they're like oh i don't want to watch anime because it's, it's cartoons I'm like but you sit there watching spongebob for 12 hours a fucking day just watch something new you dumbass <laughs> so big mouth yo big mouth's kind of crazy though hey but listen though but they'll watch they'll watch that but they won't watch an anime I say bro come yeah. on well so my girlfriend i i uh i started her on avatar when it came to netflix i was like yo we're gonna watch this and see where it goes and she fucking fell in love she was she watches it again through she wanted to watch the legend of korra and then after that i did uh demon slayer and then jumped into naruto and she was somebody who felt the same way about it you know what i mean she was like "Eh, i don't really know and then you start watching and you get invested in these characters like they have a way of making you it's like i don't know it's 
it's a cartoon, but it's like to the same scale of watching, I don't know, like a Walking Dead or something like that, where you get invested in the characters as they go. And that's something that she said that really caught hers. She's like, she's, I'm a sucker for a really good storyline. And I can't lie, most of these have amazing storylines that pull me in. Hell yeah, man. Because yeah. like, thinking about Naruto, like, it's like we grew up. Like, if you started watching Naruto, like, before it came out in, like, America, like, you watch, you were watching the Japanese version. Like, I grew up with Naruto. Like, I literally aged with him. So, like, when he finally became Hokage, it was just like, holy shit. Like, I'm about to cry. Like, my man's made it. My man's the, my man's the goat. Like, <laughs> it's like growing up and having these characters is crazy. And especially, with like, long-running anime like Naruto. Like, so many hours put into watching it. And it's crazy. I'm fully convinced that I will die before Luffy ever becomes the Pirate King. <laughs> Yo, uh, it's never it's never going to happen. I uh, I put off watching One Piece for a really long time. And one of my <clears throat> closest friends, he's like a like, that's his favorite One Piece. And I was always like, nah, dude, I can't do it. Like, it just looks too goofy, like the mustaches. Like, I, I don't like I'm not with it. And then. He showed me like a fucking scene where they're fighting some giraffe man and he was like swinging his neck around in a circle and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, it's not for me. Like da, da, da. And this was like a few years ago. And then I, he said the same thing about Naruto. He didn't get it, but all this stuff, I got him to watch Shippuden and he fell in love with it. And then eventually I tried it and I cannot lie. One piece is one of the best things I ever, it's long, but it's one of the best things I ever decided to watch. He's Luffy is in my goat tier right now. For sure. People, I, I um, I tried to convince a friend of mine at work to watch because he was like, I need a new anime to watch. And I said, well, you could watch One Piece. And he said, well, man, it's too long. How many episodes is it? Like over 900? I'm like, yeah, what the hell else are you going to do with your time? Like you spend all this time watching all this other shit. Like you, you I mean, I'm not knocking Game of Thrones or up until the last season. Three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I was like, you know, watch, you know, watch One Piece. And he texted me about maybe 200 episodes in. And he was like, man, does it ever get better? And I said, yeah, once he assembles the whole crew, the show takes off. And I think he texted me like maybe three weeks later. And he was like, yo, I'm on episode 800. <laughs> this is fucking crazy. There's so much that goes in that, man. It's fucking absurd. And then it's like, and you got to invest, you got to invest your time. I think that's what kind of makes it worth it. Because a lot of times you do have to binge watch it. And you're like, damn. I'm invested myself into this, and that's why you get attached. Whenever the, I the start, thing that I I literally had to have no distractions. Like if I want to start an anime, I have to go in like, all right, because I don't watch dub. Like I only watch subs. So like I have to pay attention because I have to fucking read. So like I like when I get invested into it, I'm all in. Like I will watch it all. Like when Ryan um got me to watch uh, Demon Slayer and then Jujutsu Kaisen, I was just like. First of all, both amazing fucking anime. But like once I got in, it was a wrap. I was just breezing through it, especially Jujutsu Kaisen. I was invested. That's a good <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen. Does that it won the Crunchyroll Anime of the Year? It deserved it. There's like nothing else that's touching it right now. And amazing. Yeah. You had something, Danny, before? Um. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> all right, I'm about to go for the greatest transition in podcast history. You ready for this? All Ooh, right. In the last podcast, we talked about real failure versus fake failure. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask both of you guys to, you know, let's let's cite some examples of that in our lives. Do you want to go first? Um, 
in the meantime, I'm going to try to lift up this computer because I'm just looking straight down. It looks dumb. All right. Um, I could say, like, a real failure, I could say, was, like, when I was music, like, I was 100% into it. Like, I wanted to rap. I wanted to make music. I wanted to connect to people. Because like, people like listening to me. So, like, I like making stuff for people to listen to. And it got to a point where I couldn't write. Like, to this day, I still can't. Like, at one point, bro, when I was talking, I was rapping. It wasn't like, oh, he's just doing it just for whatever. Like, it was therapy for me. So, like, I loved doing it. And like I put my all into it, and it got to a point, like I said, where like I couldn't write, I couldn't freestyle, I couldn't, like I think it was more so because of like, like um, the depression, like was like fogging my brain kind of, and like I couldn't really like focus on it, like it just like I kept focusing on other shit and like problems and whatever, and like I couldn't really like put pen to paper and write out. So like that's one thing I could say was like my true failure, like. I put my hundred percent into it and just couldn't keep doing it. And it fucking sucked because I had so many connections because of that people that I still talk to now from other countries, I met because of making music. And like, I guess that's like my like true failure. And then like something that, cause what was the other one, uh, Zach? It was like, so like I, I use fake failure, but like mm-hmm. false failure versus true failure. Like, I guess when we were talking about before, it was like false failure is like kind of like you giving up on it. Like, you, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I tried, but you didn't really try your hardest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the true failure would be, like, something that you genuinely feel like you gave it your all, but it was just time to move on. Or not, that's not even failure, I guess, but, but you, you yeah. know what I'm saying. I can't really think of something like like a, like a false failure, but, like, the thing that comes to mind is music. That's one thing, like, to this day, I still, like, damn, man, imagine if I could have just, like, kept doing it and just, like, who knows where it could have went. One of the big what ifs. Yeah, because I remember spitting a, um, a song for you, and you always wanted me to record it, that klepto John. He still needs to. <laughs> I, I still have it memorized, but I just, it's it's just one of those things, man. It's it's like taboo for me. I have two, I guess. Well, no, I guess there's multiple. Um, <laughs> um, so... <clears throat> You may or may not know. Um, I've like posted it on Instagram before here and there that I was also into music at one time. Um, it was it was a six person band. It was extremely difficult to get six people on a schedule it at one time. Um, it was incredibly difficult to have six different kinds of musicians coming in at the same time, trying to do the same thing. Um, and, you know, try to get people on one page, do what has never here nor there. Uh, so not to brag, but we were being looked at by Warner brothers records. We went to New York, talked to, a um, uh, a representative who is now, if I understand correctly, Diddy's right-hand man. Um, so fucked up there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, our original band manager, his sister is Jay-Z's accountant. Fucked up there. Um, and, you know, so we we put in the hard work. We won a couple battle of the bands in Philly, like the Trocadero and stuff like that. Um, our, our 
strength was that we were diverse enough, but playing rap rock. So we were in like battle of the bands with metal bands and it was like, Oh, okay. So we have 13 bands that all sound like a screamo band. And then we had our band that was heavy, but rap. So like mm -hmm. Limp Bizkit, but better. Um, a little different. Yeah, exactly. Um, so basically what happened was we joined a couple of things, met a couple of people, made it to uh, play the bamboozle festival twice and then tanked. Our last show was July 4th of, I think, 2012. And it was just like, we would get to a certain point, plateau, and then fall off. And then we would get to another point, that same point, plateau, and fall off. And it was never like a, we needed that push to get into the next, uh, to, the, to the next level. But nobody ever wanted to make the sacrifice to drop everything to do what we needed to do. And it wasn't like we all sat down and was like, hey, we're not going to do this shit anymore. It was just nobody said anything and we just stopped showing up for practice. Um, and that was six years of my 20s that I will never get back. And it's it's not that it was a, a bad decision to stop, but I put so much money into that shit for it to come to nothing really bothers me. And... I, I mean, like I own a guitar, I play guitar, I play drums, but I don't ever want to buy another drum set because I feel like it's just a waste of money. Like I, I had to have spent at least 15 grand Jeez. in, in music, in, in like instruments and, and buying tickets because nobody wanted to come see us. Um, but that fell apart and I was like, guess I'll just go back to work. So when I went back to work and then a guy from the band messaged me and was like, Hey, let's make a video game channel. And I was like, all right, dope. That sounds like fun. And then we ended up making a video game channel called the playground. And that's how I met cheat and going through all of this stuff, making YouTube videos. We would spend an hour recording and then four hours editing. And it took a lot of time and it's something that I enjoyed doing, but that also fell apart. And that's partially my fault because I went back to college because I didn't want to be working in the shitty job that I had. So I went back to school and I said to my, my friend, I was like, you know, I want to keep doing this, but it's not going to be as frequent as it was. And that turned into a falling out between the two of us. We don't speak anymore. The playground went by the wayside. And that was another project that I had that nothing came of. I fucked with your video. Them Jones are good. Are they still out Thank there? you. Yeah, they're on uh, they're on YouTube, I think, still. I'll have to check that out, too. <laughs> it's, it was just like uh -huh. me and a high school friend arguing back and forth on, on video games because he doesn't <laughs> listen. And and I was trying to tell, like, it's like backseat gaming. Like, you need to do this. But instead, he wanted to try to figure it out for himself, and it made it worse because he wasn't doing it right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, isn't that, it's so interesting, like, that kind of shit stays with us for so long. Because mm -hmm. even... Mm -hmm. Even like uh, everybody talks about those, like you got to try and go for it because then if you don't go for it, then you're going to spend the next X amount of years being like, what if, what if, what if and I feel mm -hmm. like I have a, a lot of those just because I was one of those people who I would try things and I would get like fully invested in them really quick. And like, I would spend like way too much time doing things. And then all of a sudden one day I would feel like incredibly burnout and then I would just stop. And I have so much shit where I'm like, damn, wish I would have fucking stuck with it. <laughs> and 
and it sticks with us for so fucking long. And I feel like that's something that still affects my my head. Like I can't have a clear train of thought because I'll be doing something so random, like I don't know, like using a fucking air fryer or something like that. And then one of those thoughts will pop in my head and I'll be like it like it's kind of like sad as shit. Like uh, damn. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> it's with me, man. Like I really felt like because when I was putting a hundred percent in like the people I was making music with weren't. So like I had to pick up their side of like, I will, when I was making music, I, I'm not going to say I was some fucking Dr. Dre producing shit, you know, but like I was putting together the tracks. Like I would record my verse, record their verse. I would put the fucking vocals onto the beat and mix it and shit. And like, I didn't know really what the fuck I was doing. I was just doing the best that I could, but like I was putting my all into that shit. And like, I felt like if I had a better mentor at that time, like I, if I had like guidance from like a person that was actually in the game and shit and like could help me, I feel like I could have really went far with it. But like, like you said, it's like one of the things like you just think about like, damn, what if? Always go for your dreams, people, because if not, you're going to end up like us on this podcast <laughs> talking shit about what could have been. So I have a, a few friends that are still trying to make it in music it's been like i don't know 15 years and they're still in the same spot so at what point do you as a person realize that it's never going to happen like i mean I, it depends. i truly appreciate no i'm sorry go ahead no it depends because like you never know when you could blow up because like one of my favorite artists is um is yellow wolf and he didn't really get like fame and money and like really like pushed up until he was like i think like 30 32 so like he was working on music since like early 2000 maybe even before that i don't know like his full thing but like i know he went on a show with um missy elliott had like a show and he went on there and like just tanked like he just did shit like nobody liked him and like i think he reflected on himself but like he still kept pushing with his music and that eventually like probably i think it was like 10 years later he ended up getting signed by Eminem because he kept pushing. But like, I feel like as long as you can comfortably chase your dream where it's not affecting your life, fuck it. Hey, maybe someday, maybe, you know, maybe it'll stick, but I don't know. Like, that's just something that I think it goes just by per person. Like, but it also takes talent, right? Yellow Wolf is very talented. Yeah. Very. (laughs) Um, Most of these people that I know, aren't that talented. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's not, that's not to say I'm not discrediting them for trying because they're doing more than I am. Yeah. It's just and, it, like the it factor. They don't have it. Right. Right. It's just sad. Cause like I, I, I see these, these guys that I went to high school with or these people that I know that they're like, you know, come, come check out, you know, listen to my SoundCloud, peep my album, watch this video that I've done, do this, do that. But it's a little bit selfish for myself to say this, but I'm like, where the fuck were you when I was trying to do this yep. and you mm-hmm. didn't want to show up? And now you want like, nah, mm-mm. Yep. <laughs> nah mm-hmm. that's that's some real shit, too. It's like I I guess when 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 stuff were they part of your group when it fell through? No. Oh, they were just like, okay, never mind. I was going to take this. Good thing I asked that because I was going to talk about some shit that had nothing to do with what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at the same at the same token, like the same thing. Like when we started the uh, the video game channel, 
the other guys were nowhere to be found. Like, hey, can you check this out? Tell me what you think. Give me feedback. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll check it out. And then nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, are they people that live near you around your circle? Like around like town or wherever you live? You said New York City. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I grew up in South Jersey. That's where all of that happened. Like I moved out of there two years ago. So none of that, like. So something that I, <laughs> something that I talked about before was like, people get an idea of kind of like who you are from like your like high school or being around you. And I think people have a hard time supporting because like, I feel like I always got more support from my friends from like more my close friends, but my friends from the UK that I met through online or like people from other States and stuff like that. The people who live around you get this idea of who you are and they're like, why should I support him? Like, I know who he is. Like, he's not going to change or he's, why should, what does, what, what is he different? How is he different than me that he could do this and be better than me? Like that kind of thing. It's, I think Mm -hmm. it's hard for people to just show support. You know what I mean? At least around you, which sucks. That's true. I just had a conversation. No, go ahead. Sorry. I keep cutting you off. No, you're good. We've been cutting each other off. Um, when I was making music, like I would send my links out and shit like, yo, check this out. Just have a new track, whatever. And then like, even, even with the people I was making music with, they weren't networking. I was doing all the networking for the music. And like, I stopped making music. They kept going. And then they send me links and like, yo, check out. I'm like, honestly, bro. Nah. <laughs> nah, no, man. thank you. Nah, but go ahead. Uh, Dan, my bad. No, no, you're good. Um, I just had a phone call conversation it was like three and a half hour long conversation with a, one of my best friends from high school a couple of days ago. And we were talking about friendships from then, as opposed to now. So we, we ran in the same circles and there are people that we are still friends with. Like we went to weddings together and they are still holding on to things from high school that I have forgotten about. Like this one dude got mad at me for whatever reason in high school and is still pissed off about it. I'm like, bro, that is almost 20 years later. Why are you still harping over some dumb shit? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to say any names. I'm not going to say anybody's name. So if said person sees this and you want to get in your feelings, that's fine. But I was at the bar, right? <laughs> I was at the bar and I'm ran into some kids from high school and I'm sitting there having a conversation with one of these kids and this dude's just looking at me. So I'm like, like, why is he looking at me? So I'm like, are you good? And he was like, just be honest with me. And I was like, mm, okay. He's like, did you steal my Yu-Gi-Oh cards in third grade? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? And he was like, in third grade, I know you stole my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And I'm like being completely serious. And I'm like, dude, like, even if I did, I don't remember. So I cannot give like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he was just drunk or like what, but I was just like, like, can you, this is real? Is this real? Okay, and Zach's mind was like, so that's where those blue eyes came from. <laughs> no, because honestly, man, honestly, like, I was a weird-ass kid. I'm sure I was a shitty kid at times, like, you know what I mean? And I'm not going to say, like, I'm not going to put it past me that, like, or put it past it that I did it, but I don't have any. Yeah, don't remember. And I also don't feel like I did it. Like, what the, like. If I wanted Yu-Gi-Oh cards, I'd be like, yo, dad, can I get this pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards? And my dad would get them for me. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. it's not like I was not getting things as a kid or I grew up in a situation where I, I didn't have stuff, so I had to take from others. 
but like it was just weird. It was like, why are you just sitting here staring at me for 10 minutes? In the corner, just his brain was just <laughs> boiling. <clears throat> this is the motherfucker that stole my car. Great. I'm but I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, like, there's probably so many of those memories that people have, like of something that I did or rubbed them the wrong way or something like that, that they still hold on to. And it's just like, wow, I don't think about any of that shit when I think of these people. Yeah, because um, it's because had- you've grown, right? You're right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good thing to say about what I'm about to say because there was a um there was a time where I was like a major piece of shit like I was a bully cuz like I grew up being bullied so like once it got to a point where I was just like fuck it like why am I letting these people bully me I'm going to just fucking be the bully so like there were there was a time where I was like a big piece of shit and like I can I can't even imagine some of the trauma that I put people through you know so there was one instance where I had um I was like downtown and this kid I grew up with I we were like in the same elementary school and everything um he was with at the time his boyfriend and I had started cracking jokes because the dude was wearing like just like he had like um he had like lime green like high socks he had like booty shorts on and like some some like and that like now me I don't give a fuck like I don't care what anybody does like I'm okay with everybody I'm okay with whatever you're into. That's cool. Like, that's you. But at the time, I was a piece of shit. And, like, I started cracking jokes. I took a picture and shit. And, like, I didn't realize what I did at that time. And, like, I just let, like, just like you said, you forgot, like, oh, shit, whatever. So this was last year during, like, like hardcore quarantine. Like, I guess the guy that I grew up with was just like thinking about shit. Cause uh, this past year, like on the last podcast, we we're talking about a lot of people have been living like kind of how like um, Paul was saying, just sitting in their shit. So he probably was sitting there sitting in his shit and just thinking about like, damn, like a lot of stuff that happened to me growing up. And he thought about that thing that happened and he messaged me about it. And like, I felt like a total piece of shit. I'm like, damn, like I really made, and like, he still remembers this because that really hurt him. And like, I like because like you can you can apologize all you want. Some people either won't accept it or just won't believe you or maybe they will accept it and believe you. But like I could I could only apologize so much and just try to tell him like, hey, this is not who I am now. Who I was back then is not the person I am today. Like I grew way, way, way past that person I used to be. And like it kind of sucks because like I, I can like really think about like a bunch of people that. And, like, I can think of people that did the same thing to me, that bullied the shit out of me. And, like, I have trauma from that. So, like, I tried to – same thing happened with Paul where, like, I tried to um, let him speak his own story and let people know who he is now instead of having that image burned in of, like, what he used to be or who I used to be or who you used to be, Zach, who you used to be, Dan. Like, I like to have people know the person and people we are today instead of the past i think it's super important to understand too that like you know we we were younger and mm-hmm. i'm i'm 24 years old like i'm still young you know what i mean and you guys mm-hmm. are both still young too it's not like we're 50 years old and <laughs> so old know, fart. <laughs> yeah like you make i i there's so many mistakes that i made as a younger man younger kid like as a teenager that i would not put myself in the same situation today but there's absolutely nothing I can do but take those experiences and grow from them. You know what I mean? Like if as long 
this is something that like my dad really kind of tried to teach me like it's okay to fuck up you know what i mean it's 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 okay to fuck up and you don't need to beat yourself i'm somebody who beats myself up about shit that i did so it's like it's okay to fuck up but it's not okay to do it again like i'm not going to be mad at you because you make a mistake but if you do it again like you need to that's learn smart. from what you did and mm-hmm. like that's that's all that we can ask somebody especially like i there's shit that people did to me that you know Maybe I, I don't know now, but something might trigger. But like when that pops up in my head, it's like, okay, this is probably a completely different person now. And I'm like mm-hmm. some shit's inexcusable. Like I'm sure there's yeah. people who do some really foul shit. But mm-hmm. you just got to understand that like most of the time when people are like projecting themselves onto you and giving you them shitty feelings, it's how they feel about themselves. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you just got to accept growth, accept change and keep it pushing. <laughs> That's why I refuse to go to my high school reunion. Like I, I was saying earlier, like I'm coming up on 20 years. I'm not fucking going to that shit. <laughs> like people keep hitting me. Like when, when the 10, the 10 year reunion came up, people were texting me. Hey, are you going? No, it's been 10 years. Why do I, what do I have to show for it? I don't have kids. I'm not married yet. I'm still not in my career. Why the hell am I going to go to this thing and look at other idiots that I've, I've known for however long now? who have not done shit either or the people <laughs> who have like, or I have friends, like I have friends from, from high school who like one works for NASA. One is a lawyer. Like those people. Yes. I will listen to whatever you have to say, but you other people who ha- are working dead end jobs. Like I seen you fucking pumping gas at Wawa. No, you have nothing to say to me. There is nothing that you can say to me that will make me feel better about myself. And- but at the same token, all of those people remember me from high school. So mm-hmm. it's, or they, they, they know me from yeah, know Facebook, you, yeah. from Instagram, or it's like, so if I go to this high school reunion, they're going to be like, Oh, I remember when you were 120 pounds and you were five foot seven in sixth grade or whatever it was like, we remember you at this point in your life. And I'm like, okay, well this, 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 this has happened to me since I am a different person now. So like I've experienced trauma, I've experienced loss, I've experienced this, that, whatever. There is no reason for you to compare me to what I used to be. It's like the grandparents thing. Your grandparents remember you from being a kid. So -hmm. whenever you see your grandparents after not seeing them for a while, they, you know, they, you're so cute. Get the fuck off me. That's not who I am. (laughs) I know. <laughs> like the the uh the little uh Finnegan boy. I'm not no fucking baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's oh, it's just really annoying that that people can't accept change, especially people that you were close to or in your circle. They just assume that you are never going to be a different person. And that's really shitty because I'll, people do change. I know there's that saying, people don't change. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. People change all the time. It's just you don't want to accept change. Mm-hmm. that's something the not accepting change thing is something that i've been kind of thinking about a lot recently like when my drive home from work um sometimes i blast music really loud and like fucking sig my heart out and that helps me clear my head and other days i'd like drive home in silence and i really like try to self-reflect um and something that i was thinking about recently is like a lot of my closer friends is i used to be like uh i used to be that guy that would always try and go out of my way to help other people you know what I mean? And like pick them up and like all that kind of stuff. And something kind of changed in like the last few years where it's like, I, not that, not, not that I don't want to help people, but a lot of times I'd like, I just don't 
like I want to lay in bed and like, I don't want to do this with you or I don't want to do that with you or I don't want to go out with you or I can't be there for you at this time. And it sucks because I know a lot of my friends, especially my close friends, remember me as being that guy, that guy that they go to for anything and like all that kind of stuff. But it's just like, like you said, like sometimes you just got to accept change. I'm not saying I won't go back to that, but in the, in the moment, it's just like, and I will do basically when it comes down to it, anything for somebody, if they really need it, but like a lot of the small shit, like the tedious shit, like I got to do my own stuff. I got to deal with my own demons and fight my own head before I can make sure that everybody else is good. And then at least that's how I'm sitting nowadays. Yeah. It's really, it's really shitty sometimes. Cause like you can lose friendships over that stuff. For and sure. I have lost friendships over that stuff. And it's like, well, you, you did this when this happened. Yeah, because that's what my mindset was then. Like when I was in high school, we used to take uh, so we had block scheduling. Um, I had four classes a day, but they were all eighty-minute classes. It was the fucking worst. Um, block classes, man. But we had third block off. It was the longest block of the day. It was like two and a half hours or something like that. So me and my degenerate ass friends would jump into somebody's car, drive through like three towns over and just run trash cans over on trash can day for what? <laughs> because we were just dicks, just ask- fucking dicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just ask it. Like just ask it for ass whooping. Um, it's trash can day boys. It, Let's get in. <laughs> But and then like we and then we would go back to somebody's house and play video games until we had to come back for for our last class of the day. But thinking about it now, I'm like, we could have been doing something else. Mm-hmm. We could have literally been doing something else, like we anything were all, else. <laughs> we were we were all audio video kids too, because so like you don't expect to see nerdy ass kids driving driving down the street in a Chevrolet Banshee, just giant fucking metal box, just running shit over. <laughs> but like. Now I think about it, I'm like, yo, we could have been making movies. We could have been doing literally anything, but instead we were degenerates. <laughs> and that's not something that like, like if I saw a kid now drive down the street and run my trash can over, I'm not going to go outside and shake my fist at him. I'm going to be like, yep. Mm-hmm. I get it. Just vibing. <laughs> yep. See, I, yep. I, I know that there was times where I was like an asshole and did sit, like mischief night and like, all that kind of stuff. But sometimes, man, like some kid will throw us like when I used to live in this old neighborhood, like kids would be in the street and they'd wait for me to drive by and they'd throw like a snowball or something like that in my car. And it took every ounce of energy for me not, not to get out of my car and fuck up like a little 12 year old, bro. It's just, I don't know what it is. It just rubbed me the wrong way. But kids are dicks. Like there's a kid who lives <laughs> up the street are, from bro. me. They're fucking assholes. <laughs> there's, a kid who li- there's, there's a kid who lives up the street from me, like maybe three houses over. He spray painted his own name on his own fence. I'm like, <laughs> what are you fucking doing? Tim. Uh, I'm, a, I'm uh, edgy, bro. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that's fucking awesome. I'm just like, what, what are you just what are you doing? Why are you like this? Super but I mean, super edgy. Yeah, they're they're super edgy. If if that's what they f- consider edgy. Meanwhile, when we were kids, fucking throwing beer bottles at cars, like just bottles. We'd find bottles and just a car comes by. Over the edge. <laughs> I had a friend that pooped on a car once. I'm not going to say any names. Yeah. Mischief See? night. <laughs> uh, so it was like, like kind of like uh, the hood was kind of uh, frosty. Like it was kind of cold out on that Halloween. And he got stuck to the car. His like cheeks oh, and his skin. Yeah, it was an interesting night. Yo, that guy's going to watch this podcast and be like, 
he's in a track. He downs like, who the fuck shit on my car? <laughs> <laughs> he fucking could, dude. <laughs> um, another amazing transition coming your way. Um, so, <laughs> so something that I I talked to both of these guys about before was like I was talking about how I've been having some some really weird fucking dreams recently, right? So. Uh, I was going to ask, do you guys think that uh, dreams have deeper meanings or are they just like dreams? Like just chalk it up to nothing. It depends. Um, I know that there's like studies into dreams and stuff like that and, and how to interpret them. But I feel like if I went to somebody and asked them to interpret my dreams, they would immediately lock me up. Because I had a dream like <laughs> Hell yeah. for a long time. For a long time, I had a reoccurring dream that happened on the same day every year. And it always started and stopped in the same part in the, at the same point. And it was really weird. I haven't had that dream in a long time. But occasionally, I'll just have like a random ass dream where I was sword fighting Jesus. <laughs> like, so you, let, me, let me pick your brains about this. Let me tell you what this means. Because you brought up the reoccurring dream. I was going to tell you guys like my reoccurring dream that I've had since I was a kid. I haven't had it since I was like say like 19 all right so i grew up in bridgeport when i moved back from louisiana and uh it was like a weird house where there was a corner bathroom and if you open the bathroom you could like the bathroom door if i was sitting here and i opened my door i could see straight to the front door there was like a little like half wall kind of thing and a couch right so in my dream i go into this bathroom and i'm sitting down taking a poop but there's no toilet paper so i'm just sitting there and i don't know why in the dream i didn't ask for anybody to like come in or anything like that but I hear a bunch of fucking ruckus, a bunch of fucking ruckus. So when I open the door, Beetlejuice and two masked men have my family tied up with shotguns. I close <laughs> the door and I hear the fucking gun go off. Oh, my God. I had that dream. And it happens like in the dream. It feels like I was sitting in the bathroom for hours. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but... Mm -hmm. It's like to sum it up, it's like a soup. I can I can say it in those quick three sentences. But in the dream, I'm sitting in the bathroom. It feels like for hours. And then I start hearing fucking ruckus. And every time I had the dream, it was Beetlejuice and masked men is fucking weird. Are you afraid of Michael Keaton? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what like it if, is, you ever, if you ever saw Michael Keaton at Comic-Con, be like, you, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know. It's fucking weird, right? Hell yeah, that's weird as that, shit. That's a strange dream. So, like, with me, I'm glad you brought it up earlier because, like, I was literally going to – you're out of focus, by the way. Um, I was going to bring it up anyway in this podcast because I feel like – because some people, they won't they won't connect to, like, like dreams because they just don't have dreams or they don't um, remember their dreams in general. So, like, not a lot of people can connect with – like this portion but some people will and um i feel like dreams can heavily affect your mental health because i've had instances where it totally drained everything on me like my entire energy drained my emotions drained like i've had dreams where like they feel like super real because like i'm an avid lucid dreamer so like i dream almost every night like if i wake up out of my sleep and go back to sleep i'll lucid dream so if i wake up out of my sleep and go back to sleep five times in a night i will dream five times that night and i will remember each dream 
And I remember one night I had practiced something and I shouldn't have practiced it because it literally fucked me up. So it was, I remember this day a hundred percent. I was in an Xbox party with my homie Vin and he was like, Oh yeah, tomorrow's black Friday. I'm gonna go out and try to grab some shit for the family, whatever. And like the whole time I'm like, yo, just be careful. Like, cause you know, people nowadays, they just wild the fuck out want to fight over shit. Like if it's the last one, they want to fucking fist fight. You never know what happens. People are fucking crazy. <laughs> Roll fucking shit every year. <laughs> so I told him, I was like, yo, if you go out, just be careful, bro. And he's like, all right. And then we got out the party and then like probably like a half hour after that, I just like passed the fuck out. And like, I had a dream where it was me and him walking um, in the mall. We just had like a bunch of bags on us and we get past this food court and all we hear is like a, like a gun, like this like chamber around or something. I don't know what, I think it was the AK. So like the, the sound of like pulling the fucking, the, um, the thing back, the like click loud. <laughs> and like, I know what that sounds like because I've been around Vince fucking AK and I've fucking caught that John. So like my brain just has that sound in there. So like, cause like when you dream, you don't dream up shit that you've never seen before. All the people in your dreams are people you've walked past or like things you've seen. Like you don't just make things up in your brain. That's a, that's a thing, um, a study or something. I forget from where, but um, so I hear the gun cock and I hear the, this guy say like, everybody get the fuck on the ground. So these two guys were robbing everybody. And then um, I just hear like, Oh, give me your purse. blah blah blah. And then I wake up and I'm like, yo, that's fucking trippy as shit. So I message Vin. And I'm like, yo, if you go out tomorrow, just be careful. I had a weird ass dream. Um, just make sure you're cool, whatever. So then I go to the bathroom, I go back to sleep and my fucking dream starts. It's almost like my dream rewinded back to the beginning. Me and Vin were walking down the same fucking path in the mall with the same bag, same outfit, same everything. Then I hear the same thing again. Everybody get down the fucking ground. So we get down the ground and I like, I take a knee and I look at Vin and I'm like, I'm about to try something different this time. So I run and then I run to like this pillar, like a like just like a big ass pillar. And then all I hear is, where the fuck do you think you're going? And I'm like, oh, shit. And like I turn to my side and the bull's just standing over me with the gun. He shoots me three times. One in my mouth. It goes through my mouth, through the other side, one through my neck and then one through my shoulder and into my chest. I felt each shot like it really fucking hit me. And it like and like I immediately wake up. And I was scared to go back to sleep for a while. And like, I've had like many dreams like that. And like, it fucks with your mental because it's like, damn, I don't even want to go back to sleep. But like, as a human, you need sleep. Like you fucking need sleep. And like, I've had dreams like that where I felt like, um, like I was like dying. Like I felt like death. And like, I feel like I now know what death feels like because of the dream and like, with your question, you know, like the beginning of the question is like, I honestly feel like dreams are just different realities that we tap into. And like, I don't know, man, it's just a weird thing. Like the way the brain works. Like I feel like some, some dreams you get into are reality, but then some are just a figment of your imagination. Have you, um, you should so you said you're a lucid dreamer. Have you ever. Con- okay. just <laughs> <laughs> Buckled up. <laughs> Oh, it's because my uh, my PlayStation, which was powering it, went into rest mode, so it's going to come uh-huh. up right now. 
Boom. Okay. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there now. It goes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so you were saying that you tried something different in this dream. So as a lucid dreamer, you are able to create, not create, you are able to control what's going on. Yes. So I don't lucid dream often. It's every once in a while. But I, I do remember a specific instance where I was in a dream and like I was, let's say like in a botanical gardens or whatever. And I was just there with friends. And like all of a sudden it was just murder and mayhem. And I remember like running through like a hedge maze on some like shining type shit mm -hmm. and like getting to a spot at, at, near a water fountain and hiding. And then all of a sudden just like standing up and looking, looking up and being like, hey, wake up. And I woke up and I was like, whoa, what the fuck was that? Trippy, man. And then I was like, I was like laying in bed like, I shouldn't probably go back to sleep. I should, I'm just going to get up and stay awake for the rest of the day. Like the one dream I had, it, um, this dream still affects me to this day because it just how, how real it felt. Like I was at a party in the dream with, for some fucking reason, I was just at a party with a bunch of Bloods and Crips. Like one side of the room was wearing red, the other side was wearing blue. And I'm just in there wearing red because red is one of my favorite fucking colors so fuck. <laughs> and <laughs> they start just everybody starts fighting and just start shooting and like these two dudes they see me and i run to this uh to the basement door and it's just a random house i i don't think i've ever been in a house but like i said it could be a house that i've seen before in like a movie or something you know so like i get to get to the doorway and i like put my arm against it and like i'm holding it in while they're trying to kick the fucking door in and one of the guys ends up saying, fuck it. He pulls out a gun and starts shooting through the door. And I get shot multiple times. And once again, in my fucking mouth, like I hate dreams that have to deal with like teeth crumbling and falling apart and shit like that. But like the bullet goes in my mouth, breaks my teeth all apart. I get shot in my chest and I get shot in like my leg. And then I, I fall down on the ground to kick the door in. And then they're just like standing over my body, laughing at me as I'm bleeding out and like, the one guy puts his foot on my head and starts squeezing my fucking head into the floor. And I feel the blood leaving my face. And like, this is very graphic. I'm sorry. But like, I feel, I feel all this. And this is like trippy as hell. But then they leave me. And as they're walking away, I just feel my sight. Like I was laying on the ground in this dream for probably like, like 10 minutes. And I just <laughs> feel my, my eyesight just darkening. Like it gets almost completely black. And like, I feel like this weird, like I can't describe the feeling, but like that's the feeling where I was talking about. It feels like I died. Like I felt something very fucking strange and I wake up and like, I'm bawling my eyes out crying. And like, I didn't sleep after that dream for probably like four days. And like that really hmm. fucked me. And to this day, I still, I still like just think about that dream. And it's just like, I know some people probably have those same types of dreams and I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, man. That shit's fucking rough. Let me, let me ask you this. When you were having this dream, um, because my, my fiance also has dreams about losing her teeth in some mm -hmm. facet. Uh, were you going through some type of important life change or like, were you trying to deal with a loss of some kind? Because I did some research into this after she was telling me about it, because she was saying that she always has dreams about losing her teeth. And what I've found out is that dreams about your teeth falling out or losing your teeth 
um, are usually associated with loss or an important life change. Um, either dealing with somebody dying or like you've lost a really good friend that you're not, you know, your friendship has fallen apart or a relationship or like you changed jobs or you moved or anything like that. I'm pretty sure around that time there was a chick I was talking to that I ended up stopped talking to. So it could have been dealing with something with that. Mm -hmm. um, because like for me personally, I've never had a dream about losing my teeth, but, and, and that's not to say that like I'd, I've had one and not remembered it. Cause that's also possible. Yeah. Um, usually uh, just strictly speaking about myself, when I do dream, I dream about people without faces. Um, like about four or five months before nine 11 happened, I had a dream that a, a plane crashed into a building but I couldn't see anybody's face. Um, it was all like, uh, if you've seen the movie Pink Floyd's The Wall, they're all like, they have those masks where it's just like a face, but it's two gaping eye holes and nothing else. Mm -hmm. um, so when I dream about people, I don't see faces. It's either that or it's just blank um, or some like Toby shit where it's just one eye and a swirl. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and I, I like, I don't know what it means. I don't know if it means that I have a problem with making friends. I don't know if it's, um, if it's that I don't trust people. So I don't, so I don't want to see their actual face. Mm -hmm. Um, there, there's just, it's insane to me that people can come with, come up with these, like, well, not it's say that people have dreams. Um, mm -hmm. but it's insane that there is a study behind dreams, mm -hmm. like your dream. It's a definitive argument that if you dream about this this is what it means like no it just could be that i had a habanero pepper last night and it's yeah, right. fucking with my brain because yep. <laughs> like i've had uh, where this was um my brother was supposed to get married and like i've had dreams where like they foretell something or like if i have dreams like say if i have a dream about you I'll make sure I check on you. Like I'll like, if, even if it's good or bad, I will message you and tell you like, yo, you're in my dream, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like hope, hope you're cool or hope you have a good day or something, you know? And mm -hmm. um, this one dream I had, my brother was get married the day. I think it was that same week, matter. I think it was like a Monday. I had this dream. They were supposed to get married like on a Thursday and um, something happened in the relationship, but I didn't know about this. I had the dream while um, my mom was on the phone with my brother and um, the dream was basically us walking down a long hallway. There's just nothing but doors. And each door we opened was like, um, like a doorway into like an oddity shop. Like, I don't know if you ever seen those before, like weird ass, like you have like fucking bodies and jars and shit. Well, yeah, the um, doorway was like that, but then we finally get to a doorway to go outside, but the whole doorway was covered in webs, like spider webs. And me and my brother, <laughs> me and my brother were um because i have two uh two older brothers my one older brother and me were wearing just like regular like streetwear but my brother that was supposed to be getting married was wearing a tux and i'm like yo i'm not walking through that shit one of y'all can fucking walk through it. i fucking hate <laughs> so my brother y'all some pussies and he just walks through and he grabs it and he brushes himself off but like when he walks through the door the sun just beams on him and i'm like what the fuck so we walk out and like we just start walking down the street whatever but then i wake up when I go upstairs, my uh, my mom's on the phone with that same brother, and he's talking about how he's calling off the wedding. So I was like, damn, I just had this weird-ass dream. And she's like, what was it about? And, like, I told him, and she was like, yo, that's weird. So, like, I looked up. It's like, 
So I'm guessing like associating the spider web, something was like bugging him or irritating him. And he was like wiping it off and walking into like sunlight, him like walking into something better, like, you know? So like, mm-hmm. like that, like, it's just fucking weird to think about. Cause like, maybe I did see into the future or something, you know, maybe I seen something that like was going to happen or something like, it's like dreams can be good, but dreams can also be fucking bad. <laughs> they can be, they can be terrible. Um, <laughs> I have a friend who has sleep apnea, so he doesn't sleep almost ever. Um, mm-hmm. But when but when he does sleep, he then gets sleep paralysis. And I'm like, what about that? How how fucking terrible that the minute you finally get some kind of relief, you end up not being able to move, and there is a monster in the corner. So I've never experienced sleep paralysis, but I can assume that it's fucking awful. So I I have dreams, but they're never like lucid dreams. But something that me and Chia talked about a lot is sleep paralysis. Uh, I, it got to the point where I was having it enough where I like talked to my doctor about it, and it was. Uh, I remember, um, I remember one time I was laying in my my room downstairs. It's never happened to me like this is the only time it's happened to me where it's like I had a dream kind of while I was having the sleep paralysis, so I couldn't move. But there was. I was laying downstairs in my bed and I couldn't move. I couldn't like nothing like, but I was mm-hmm. coherent and there was people walking around my room, people that like were in my life. And then they all went upstairs and the light went off. And when the light went off, it got really dark, got really weird. And I had this strange uh, like accordion door that the top of it is shelves, but the bottom of it is uh, <laughs> the bottom of it is uh, the cross space. This mm-hmm. door flung open and a bunch of shit started flying out of my like the cross space and like flying all around my room. And I, I started getting this eerie feeling of like something is here, something is here, something is here. And then eventually just was able to move and everything fucking stopped. But it, it got to the point where I used to sleep with my leg. If I slept with somebody next to me, I would sleep with my leg on them. And cause I could kind of wiggle sometimes. And it's like, yo, like if this happens, cause sometimes I'd feel like electricity, like it's a really weird feeling. Like I felt like it was like building up in my head and I'm like, all right, well, I know some weird shit's about to go the fuck down tonight before I go to sleep. Let me sleep with my leg on this person just so they know, like if I start wiggling, do your best to fucking shake me out of this. It, it's a insane feeling. So my, my thing about um, sleep paralysis, this is, this is just my opinion my theory there's i don't i don't know if there's a fucking science to this i don't know if people believe the same thing i believe by so this is about like your REM sleep that's so, when i talked to my doctor about it so um first time i've ever had sleep paralysis i believe that sleep paralysis and lucid dreams have to do with something paranormal now whether paranormal can be many fucking things out it could be just like divine intervention or just i don't know like your brain unlocking a fucking door or something but the first time i had sleep paralysis was one in one of the most haunted fucking houses i've ever lived in and anybody that went into this house they did not like fucking being in there my one homie would literally leave my house at like 11 50 to walk home in the middle of the fucking night to not stay the night he wouldn't stay there and um, this one house i had the first time i had sleep paralysis um, I would always like, I would never sleep in that room. And like, it was my first time having rooms. We had like a, like I have a big family and like my brother would have friends that would come live with us and shit. So like, I would usually just sleep on the couch. I wouldn't give a fuck. Cause I didn't like being in that room. 
my mom the one night snapped on me. I was like, yo, I gave you a fucking room. Go sleep in your room. I'm like, yo, I don't fucking like being in there. And she's like, no, go sleep in your room. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll go. Fuck. I'm like 14 at the time. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll go sleep in my fucking room. So I go lay down and like, I just feel this weird presence in the corner. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to close my eyes and go to sleep. So like, I close my, like, I look at the clock and then I go back to like, whatever. It's like nine o'clock or something like that. Um, very fucking early. <laughs> but I, I'm just trying to go to sleep. So. Um, I opened my eyes again, like, cause I had like briefly went to sleep and it was like nine 30 when I look back at the clock, so like a half hour past. And then I go to get up and I can't move. I can't move any part of my body. And then I start getting that weird fucking feeling from the corner. Something staring at me, but like, it starts getting closer and closer yep. and I'm freaking the fuck out. I can't talk. I can't move. I can't do shit. So I'm freaking the <laughs> fuck out. I'm like, it literally, I feel the presence on me, and then I feel something like on my chest, chest. Just yeah, down, man. like fucking hot too, just like steaming hot, just pushing down on my chest, and I start freaking out. And like, this was like the first time because like I'm not a religious person now, and like back then I was having like conflicted thoughts on religion and whatever. So like I started like praying, like in my mind, just fucking praying hard, praying hard, and I felt the thing like get off me a little bit, and then. I, I could start to move again. So like I go to sit up fast. And then like, when I go to sit up, I bro, every time I tell this story, people probably think I'm fucking crazy. But like I felt something push me back onto the bed, bro. And I couldn't move again. Like it literally like pushed me back to the bed and I couldn't fucking move. And I start freaking the fuck out again. I start praying. I start praying. It gets off of me just a little bit. And I fucking roll myself off the bed and just run the fuck out the room. I go on. I was like, yo, I'm not fucking going back in there. I'm not fucking sleeping in there no more. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I never slept back in that room again, but I feel like something like tapped into me there that like allowed me to one lucid dream, but two also have the the experience of fucking sleep paralysis. And like the worst case of sleep paralysis for me, um, it was I was laying in bed one time and like I knew like like as I've had like little cases like here and there like throughout like the years, but like I like at that point I knew it was coming. I saw all like all the lights, like the street light out my window, the light from my doorway. Like I felt and I seen everything just start getting dark around me. I'm like, oh fuck, here it comes. Bro, I felt something grab my ankles, right? And like start pulling me like off like the bed but like it was just like tugging my body and like it was it almost seemed like it was having trouble but like it's pulling me for probably like I want to say like 15 minutes bro I couldn't move I couldn't scream I couldn't do shit and this thing if like I felt my body moving on the bed and it got to the point like for like the 15 minute mark I could feel the edge of like the bottom of my bed behind my kneecaps and like I'm fucking freaking out like I can't and, like, it's hard to explain to people, like, something like this because, like, somebody that hasn't, like, experienced sleep paralysis, it's, like, it's, like, a whole, like, it's basically like a foreign language. So, like, I get to the point where, like, I can finally start, like, wiggling my toes and my fingers. Mm-hmm. And then I snap, like, basically, like, I snap, like, and I move. Bro, I'm back in the position where I started. Like, my mm-hmm. head is on the pillow. I'm not at the edge of my bed. Anymore. And I was just, like, I sat up and I was just, like, what the fuck? I turn on all my lights. I that's another case where I didn't sleep for like three to four days. And Yo, like that's 
takes a toll on you, man. The the thing that stuck out the most to me because I haven't had it in so fucking long since I'm. It's honestly since I moved out of my fucking mom's house, it hasn't happened to me. So I brought demon to your house. <laughs> dude, I don't I don't know what the what the fuck when I, it was bad. Like I used to have it. It got to the point where I wouldn't want to go to sleep. Like I tried to stay awake for as long as I possibly could. Like like I'd eventually go to sleep, but even if I had something to do the next day, I'm like now nah, I'm up till like four or five a.m. But it's the weirdest feeling of like helplessness like like you i you have no fucking hope and it's like it's a it's the worst feeling that like i've ever felt emotionally is like realizing like i cannot do a fucking thing like no, like normally something happens and you can react to it when you're laying there and you can't like it's like everything is shut down in your body like the 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 computer of your body's powered off but for some fucking reason your eyes are like this and you're moving around it's it's so fucking scary <laughs> it is so fucking scary it's terrible and nothing you can do but just ride it out mm-hmm. that's what, like you said you can start wiggling sometimes like mm-hmm. that's what i used to put my leg on people i'd be like yo if you feel me doing weird movements i don't even give a fuck start shaking the fuck out of me do what you got to do to try to get me out of this shit i'm not the type of person that i'm not the type of person i don't believe in um in paranormals or ghosts or anything like that but only because i haven't experienced it mm-hmm. um so like i'm that person where if i haven't i haven't experienced it that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist it's just that i haven't experienced it so i can't say that i believe that it's true my fiance however this insane person <laughs> she goes out and buys a ouija board right so there's a ouija board in my living room that fucker Zach wants to get a Ouija board. And every time I tell him, no, Listen, don't do it. It's, it's good reasoning, though, because the moment this man stepped into my fucking room, my light started flickering. And he told me, he was like, yo, some weird shit. Like, when I go places, weird shit happens. He walks into my room and lights start fucking flickering. I'm not going to go into the full details about a bunch. A bunch of shit has happened since probably, like, the first time that he came to my house. And yeah, you want to experience some shit. We go to we we go to my mom's house. And we'll, we'll around. <laughs> <laughs> you can experience some shit. When I go, but ahead, I, I feel like it's. I, I feel like well, I mean, she so she has this Ouija board, and every Monday her two friends come over, and her one friend was like, "Let's bust out the Ouija board." And I'm like, "It do it the fuck down the street," <laughs> and she was like, "Well, you know." Um, why you don't believe in that stuff? And I said, yes, that's right. I don't believe in it. But if it is real, I don't want to open the fucking door and let it walk in. You know what I mean? Like, and then like, so I also have, you know, the, the guy that, that I used to do the playground with Chris, um, we were really good friends in high school. Um, we used to hang out a lot. And when the first paranormal activity came out, we went and saw it in theaters. It was like a midnight showing or whatever. So we didn't get back to my house until like two o'clock in the morning. Now, again, I don't believe in that stuff. I knew the paranormal activity was fake. He probably also knew that subconsciously as well, but also it's like, mm, that stuff could be real. So we were hanging out in my house. And at that time I was living in the garage of this, um, this like duplex house or whatever. And again, it's two o'clock in the morning. We're just sitting in my bedroom, like chatting it up or whatever. And all of a sudden there was a big bang and it was just me and him in the house. And neither of us had moved. I have never seen a man run so fast in my life. He was out the door and down the street running to his car before I even got up. And 
I text him and I'm like, yo, what the fuck was that all about? And he said, you know, I heard that bang. We just saw that movie. I'm not, I'm not taking any chances, bro. I'm out of here. Fuck I'm that. not taking any I'm chances, like, my guy. But you, you left me here? Uh, like, if there was a problem, you fucking left me here? Um, but again, like, I, I mean, I've never experienced that stuff. Like, my fiance said that she's felt presences in, in our apartment. Um, but she was like, do you ever get the feeling that somebody's watching you? And I'm like, yeah, it's you. Um, but, <laughs> but like, but I've never had that. I've never had that feeling. But also, I wonder if it, if it's because she watches all these. Like she'll like she'll watch The Conjuring right before she goes to sleep. She'll watch, um, like one of her favorite movies is Odd Thomas. And I don't know if you've seen Odd Thomas before. No, it's, um, it's a movie. It's a movie about a kid who can see things that other people can't. Um, and he calls them bodaks, they're like demons or whatever. But they don't see you until you look at them. Like if you make eye contact, then they notice you. So I wonder if it's if now this is insane, but I wonder if that's kind of the thing, like where if I'm not acknowledging the fact that they exist, does that mean that they don't see me or am I just crazy? It's like my brother, Josh, they I feel like it's just certain people have like the like I was saying, like a doorway opens in your brain or something like that, or like it's unlocked or something. I think it's yeah, just it's like clairvoyance. Yeah, I think there's just certain people that can actually like <clears throat> because my brother, he's lived in the houses with us that have had crazy fucking shit happening, but nothing's ever happened to him. So it's like I think it's I think it's really just depends on like the person too. So um so like, well, like I mean I live up the street from the Amityville Horror House. Not up the street, it's one town over. Um, and I've always been like, maybe I could go. I mean, it's just a house. Oh man, I see. I think it's like a frequency. Like certain people can tune into frequencies. You know what I mean? Like your brain. Oh, everybody vibrates. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Everything is always shaped. Maybe, maybe cheat just got them vibrations that we need to stay away from. (laughs) Now look. So I'll tell you what happened, Dan. So we we were at his house for um. (laughs) It was just like his birthday or something like that. We're just having like a get together. And um, I had stayed over. So everybody ended up leaving. It was just me, him, and his mom just downstairs, like just chatting up. And we we're talking about like ghost stories and aliens and shit. And so I was telling him about like my my stories, like the story I was just telling you about the house with the um the thing that was in the corner. And um right. this same thing ended up, I don't know if there was something in his house that just changed into that, but that same thing came to Zach <laughs> in the fucking closet. <laughs> the same thing came to Zach. And, and I, I think it's also super important to understand that uh, when I we didn't go into like super details about like I described to you what was in my closet and yeah. you were like, I could probably find the messages. And you were like, that's so fucking weird because of the story of the girl that you were talking about at your house. Like, there was like a, I was laying in bed. I had my headphones in, asleep with music on, and my, my bed was in the corner and there's a closet. Uh, there's two closets on each side and there's a door to go downstairs or upstairs. And then there's a door to go to the attic. So there's four doors mm-hmm. in my room, the right corner of the thing I'm laying there and I had my, my music on. It wasn't like super loud, but I started hearing, and I look over and the fucking doors open and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh. And then it goes fucking closed again, but like not fully closed. So I'm like, I'm chalking to nothing. And it happened probably three times. Then, and then eventually I looked over and 
the fucking thing was in the closet. And I I always was like, yo, let me, let me, maybe if some shit like this happened to me, I'm gonna run away. I was so shook because I'm like, oh my fucking God, like I just saw, I just saw something. I just I pulled my covers up and went to fucking sleep. I was I, over my shit and I'm just like, ooh, like it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> And like, I still get fucking goosebumps talking about it because it's like, I'm just so happy to be out of there. My girlfriend did not want to shower. She refused to shower by herself in those houses. And it's not the first time that's happened. Like when people came over, they're like, yo, I don't like being in this general area. I feel like shit's watching me. It's like a weird, eerie. And the thing is, the weird thing is, I went to Zach's house so many times before that. And like, I'm one of those people that like how you were saying, like how your girl says she can sense it. If I walk into somebody's house, I can tell them, yo, your house is haunted as fuck. Even if they don't sense it or don't have anything happen to them, I know there's something there. I've been to Zach's house so many fucking times, and I never felt weird. But after this shit started happening to him and his family, I felt something very, very fucking dark in there. My niece refused to sleep in her room because there was a she. This is when she was probably like, I want to say four or five. Because she specifically said there's a man named John Green who talks to me at night in my closet. And she would she refused to sleep in that room. Weird shit, man. <laughs> Little did she it was actually Tom Green and he had his hot dog fingers. <laughs> Daddy, would you like some Daddy, sausage? Daddy, would you like some sausage? Uh yeah, I I I can't say that I've experienced anything like that. Um the uh but like again, my fiance says that she's she can feel things all the time. Like you guys are saying, you can feel things. I've never had that that opportunity. Not not that I want the opportunity to nope. feel that stuff. <laughs> you know uh, um, but I mean, like I I've had gut feelings about things where I could be like, something here just doesn't feel right. I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm see it. <laughs> Like, um, but also, so you guys have dogs, right? Yeah. Okay, so I have two cats. I have a cat uh, too, and they're both. I just got. They're both. Okay, Joe. Okay. So I have two black cats, or we have two black cats, I should say. And occasionally, I'll just walk into the kitchen, and one of them is just looking at the ceiling, and I'm just like, "What are you doing?" And she just doesn't move, and I'm like, "What's wrong with you?" Or she'll just like start to puff up and i'm like bro what the fuck so if there's something in here tell me so something that i kind of was curious about the same note was like i'm curious if you can speak certain shit into existence because my dad was really my dad doesn't like open up about his life a lot but he was really drunk one night and he was talking to us like it was me my sister and my mom and he was talking to us about his dad and like how much of like i don't want to say like bad dude but like he was kind of like talking about like this like the shit that he did and all this stuff and when he did that i have we have an english bulldog named optimus prime and he woke up out of his sleep walked into the other room and like puffed up and started growling and like barking loud as shit into the downstairs when my dad was talking about this and it was at the like same exact fucking time so like i wonder if you can like speak that bad shit into existence and the dogs are like and dogs mm-hmm. and cats, like, mm, yeah, I'm, some shit's happening. Uh, I'm the fucking, like, one time I remember I had my, I was at my homie Shane's crib, and I was staying over there for a while, and um, I had my, my pit bull at the time with me, and we were laying in bed, and out of nowhere, and, like, 
I would always catch like weird like feelings in that house, but like I would just I wouldn't acknowledge it. I would just walk past it or whatever. And then this night, I'm laying with this fucking dog, man. And the dog out of nowhere gets up, and all the hair on his back is just up, straight up. And he's like muscled out, just growling, barking <laughs> at the fucking top corner of the. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I'm nuts. Lay the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I always think of like shit like that when, um, like the movie The Grudge, when she like comes out of like the fucking wall, like in the corner. So I'm always thinking of shit like that, of, like something's just there, or like the movie, um, uh, what's um. It's the movie with the family. Um, Insidious? No, not Insidious. It's made by the same person. That made Mid- oh, by made what? But made Midsummer. Oh, uh, Hereditary. Oh, uh, The Witch. Hereditary. Oh, Hereditary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hereditary. The one scene where the mom is like up on the fucking wall, like all crooked up. And all naked and shit. <laughs> Yo, that's every time I like think of like dogs or like other animals looking in corners and shit that type of shit i think of is just something is just there just fucking staring at you like so weird man so weird i will never get the i I will never forget the sound of tony collette just sawing her head off with piano (laughs) wire it's crazy fucking watch me and my girl watched both those movies back to back Midsommar and uh hereditary watch it back to fucking back and we were just like mind blown we're just like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) yeah i watched uh i think i watched hereditary on the train to work so i watched it in pieces (laughs) um but i I also watched like Midsommar the same way i mean i had at that point i was on the train for two hours well four hours round trip so i could get movies in um while i was on the train but have you guys seen mother yeah the Mm, movie with jennifer lawrence i don't Mm -hmm. think so that movie was fucking bananas. Yeah. It doesn't have to do with like it doesn't have to do with like um any kind of paranormal. I mean, I guess. I guess it kind of has to do with like it's here and there. Yeah. Um that's what I was saying. Paranormal is such a broad thing. Like it can be yeah. some things. Um but that movie's insane unless you, I, I don't I don't even know. I don't want to spoil it. I'm gonna yeah. watch it tonight. Bananas. I'll watch it tonight. The, it's slow. It's like two and a half hours long. It's very slow for two hours. And the last 30 minutes is insanity. That's how hereditary is. The whole beginning is like slow shit. But yeah. that, like, 20 minutes, you're like, what? Sometimes those are the best movies, though. Like movies that can really build suspense. Like you're mm-hmm. kind of like, you got to pick up and put pieces together. And you start noticing shit. That Those are like some of the mm-hmm. best movies, you know? Yeah. Uh, I had something to say about these cats and, and them looking around. But I forget. And now I'm just looking at them sleep on the floor. <laughs> Are you guys ready for another Arizona transition? <laughs> oh, let's do it. Wait, I'll transition. Wait, I was going to transition to my <laughs> PS5 screen, but it's it's just me. <laughs> um, since morals change over time, uh, what are some things we do now as a society that will be deemed unacceptable in another hundred years? Hmm. That's a good question. That's a good ass question. Hmm. And this can be taken like you could take it to like, I don't know, like government policies if you want, or you could take it just like something that's socially acceptable now or, you know, if the government makes it another hundred years, I'll be fucking surprised (laughs) if this this country, if this country makes it another hundred years, I'll be fucking surprised. Fucking whole world. Um, Outrageous. 
because um, hmm. I'm trying to think of things that used to not be socially acceptable that are socially acceptable now and to see how that can grow into the future. Um, I mean, I guess the best, the best example I can think of is there's two things is um, the use of profanity on television and in movies. I mean, what in the, uh, in the thirties when gone with the wind was made, they, you know, the last line in the movie was frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And that was like a huge thing. Like people, people waited, people waited three and a half hours, four hours just to hear that line to be like, yeah, fuck the man. (laughs) Um, and, and then, you know, we moved into now in PG 13 movies, you can say fuck once and it's still PG 13. Um, if you say fuck twice, then it moves into rated R. Um, the M- the the MPAA is so weird, uh, but I mean there there are things in those movies back in the day where you couldn't kiss on screen for more than twenty seconds or something like that. You couldn't show a man and a woman in bed; it had to be separated by a cloth. Oh my um, gosh, she's showing her ankle. This is insane. Exactly. I mean, uh, there there's a there's a scene in um, it happened one night, like the the first romantic comedy movie ever. Uh, it's a black and white movie. It's fantastic if you haven't seen it. Uh, there's a scene where they're trying to catch a cab and they can't get one. And the girl walks out and she pulls up her skirt and shows her like calf muscles and the cab stops. Um, All the dudes are out there like, yes, good ass cab. Exactly. (laughs) So so now, now you see, you see movies now where it's like, um, I'm trying to think of a, of a most recent movie where it's just like explicit violence, explicit, like any Tarantino movie, Mm. like back if Tarantino made movies back in the thirties, they would have killed his ass. The evil dead remake. Like 2015 or whatever it was. What's it called? The Dave Chappelle where he has um, Clayton Bixby as the the black white supremacist. Uh, that was the <laughs> first. That was the first one. Will fucking blow up. <laughs> that that the, what what's so amazing about that skit? It was the first one he did. Yeah, there's the first episode, and then it was like it was like why'd you divorce your wife? Answer credits. I was like, whoa, what the fuck just happened to me? fucking goat man um but like even even now um like with the amount of of nudity that's allowed like i whatever we grew up playing fucking mortal Kombat, right Mm -hmm. kids we we grew up with with people watching watching people have their their spines ripped out have their you know their their stomachs pulled out of their body we grew up in that that gory um fake ultra violent kind of thing so this kind of leads into an argument about violence and video games and does it affect people and stuff like that. Um, but people have become so desensitized because of those things mm-hmm. that I, I don't see what could be morally worse than watching someone get decapitated in a car um, and then having the head sit in the back seat for days and no one notice, or I right. guess overnight. Um, but I mean, like, they could get into some really weird VR shit, like people who have like the urges to kill or something like that. Like instead of letting them, like I'm like, hey, listen, I know you're insane, but how about this? Instead of killing real people, we'll put you in this like super ultra real VR simulator where you get like the full experience, and maybe it will calm you down a little bit, like that kind of shit. Maybe that's or maybe it'll make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and now we've 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 crossed over the Matrix and Inception. 
created a monster. <laughs> That's what I'm like. I uh, feel like it's just a we're gonna be in for a wild ride in this next <laughs> whoever span man, we have alive. Humans are just weird, man. Real shit. I think social media has really fucked us up. Uh, getting back to like the original main point, um, social media really fucked up humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was having a conversation with somebody about this the other day, and and they were like, you know, you you can't live without your phone. I said, that's bullshit. I can walk into my bedroom after work, toss my phone behind the bed and forget about it for four days and be like, oh shit, my phone's back there. Um, But like, it's all about the instant gratification now. Mm-hmm. And people can't wait for anything. Like now you go to Amazon, you can get it delivered in two hours. You go to Amazon, you can have things delivered in a day, two days. Um, and uh it's really off topic now but i don't i don't think that we're going to be seeing any kind of moral changes i mean fuck we watched a cop murder a dude on, on a fucking video and it took 4 weeks to convict this motherfucker yeah. like we saw him we saw him kill this man and then you still have people to bitch and complain like, oh, well, maybe his knee wasn't on his neck. No, it's on no. the video. It was on his neck. That motherfucker killed him. Yep. So, like, th- I don't think, like, morally, we're gone. There, yeah. There's nothing left. On that same subject, too, is, like, I feel, like, super desensitized. It's like, I grew up watching, um, not watching, like, I don't know if y'all know about the website, but put me onto it. Mm-hmm. It was, um... Uh, rotten.com. Yeah. Yo, this mm-hmm. website was disgusting. The amount of shit that I've seen on that website fucked me so much. Like, I've seen a uh, cab driver's head blasted off with a shotgun. I see decapitations, bro. Decapitations, all that shit. And like, the so BME what, Pain Olympics, you ever watch that yeah. shit? Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, what? Growing up, and then now, like, seeing how, like, it's just like, Everybody expects to see, like, especially like in these cop cases where cops kill people, they, they expect, I want to see the video. I want to see it. I want to see what happened. And, like, I myself have those same feelings, like, damn, I kind of want to see what happens. Or, like, I'm scrolling, whatever. Oh, another day, another cop killing. Let me watch the video. It's just so, like, you shouldn't be seeing shit like that on the regular, but we just do. And, like, the kids growing up now, they're just growing up seeing, like, we gradually, like, we started, like, how uh, Dan was saying, we grew up like Mortal Kombat and shit and like all that. Like these kids are growing up seeing motherfuckers get murdered, like straight mm-hmm. up murdered. So like they're desensitized. Uh, I don't know how to say that word, but like them being desensitized to that shit is going to be on a whole different level to what we are now. Speaking about that, you had posted that video of um, in the most recent UFC fight. I was doing everything. I was doing everything in my power to not see that video. <laughs> but it was everywhere. Everybody was posting it. I'm like, I'm not watching this fucking video. And then like I was scrolling through and it just started playing. And I was like, oh, I guess this is just going to happen to me now. Yeah, but watching... even like uh, uh, when what's his name? Uh, when like when Willis McGahee broke his fucking leg when he was at um at Miami, when uh, when Anderson Silva broke his leg. It's mm-hmm. all it's just like, I don't want to see it, but I'm going to watch it. I think it was. It was either Louisville versus Kansas or Louisville versus Duke on the and Kevin Ware jumped. Yes. And, yeah, and they like I remember them. I remember them like panning in, 
and like it was like on his bone and they're like oh my god and they just changed the <laughs> thing everybody was like falling over on the ground because his whole bone was mm-hmm. sticking out and then you got like the memes mm-hmm. of the like they put patrick on his uh on his leg or they put like uh, uh mm-hmm. simba getting uh <laughs> it's just like yo the internet is is it's a brutal place man the internet is something else yeah hell yeah that's fucking crazy <laughs> well, i mean what what do you think zach do you think that that there's ever going to be a point where i mean uh it also goes hand in hand with like cancel culture doesn't it cancel culture um because everybody's offended by everything now mm-hmm. so like i know like recently they had canceled pepe Le Pew. when's the last time you saw fucking pepe Le Pew in anything <laughs> like space jam one in 95 like you'd have to actually go out to physically look for these things Mm-hmm. And if people were really, if people were really concerned about the actual material that they are canceling, Ren and Stimpy should have been canceled before it even fucking started. Oh. Yo, and the funny thing about Ren and Stimpy is Angry I'm, Beavers too. Just never mm-hmm. noticed innocent child, just innocent mind. Yo, watching this shit growing up, I'm like, what the fuck was that? Listen, Yo. man, <laughs> one of my favorite cartoons that I still watch is like a newer one. Have you guys ever seen the uh, Marvelous Adventures of Flapjack? Mm-mm. Bro, Flapjack has some wild shit in it, too, that you don't even pick up on. And then you watch it a few times and you're like, this is a show for kids. Like, what in the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I mean, when we were growing up and like things on Nickelodeon, there were some like small things like in Rocco's Modern Life. He worked. Uh, Rocco was a sex operator, sex uh, phone operator. Yes, mm-hmm. he worked at a sex hotline. And they went to their favorite restaurant. It's called the Choky Chicken. <laughs> yeah. But like, and then you, I mean, even things like SpongeBob in, mm-hmm. in the episode where he tries to give Gary a bath. He's like, you know, look at these doubloons and their bars of soap. And he tells him not to drop them. And as an adult, you're like, ah, uh-huh. but as a kid, you don't catch that shit. Yeah. yeah. Don't drop. But the then they're, 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 yeah, there are specific <laughs> cartoons that are made for adults that they show kids. Like Rick and Morty is not a show that kids should be watching. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And and again, Ren and Stimpy, one of the grossest shows I have ever seen in my life. And I watched it recently as an adult, like as a 30-plus-year-old a man. And I watched it. I'm like, why <laughs> did I ever think this was funny? Like, I just, just – it's disgusting. It's vulgar, and I'm like, no, now, like I, me, I'm, I'm never gonna have kids. I don't want children. <laughs> I think kids are terrible. But even like, if have if my on. nephews, have five on that one. <laughs> but um, but like, if my nephews came over and they were like, "Hey, have you heard of the show Ren and Stimpy?" I'd be like, "Don't put that on. Don't ever watch that show." <laughs> They're fucking put that shit. On. <laughs> oh, I think uh, I think we're just like a. I think humans are like they were never happy. Like we get it, we get we like oh we don't want anything censored, and then we get it, and then there's people who are like oh this is too much, you know what I mean? And I think that's a bit that's one of the biggest problems, especially with like you said social media is like everybody's opinion is so different and like broad on topics, and you can never make anyone truly happy. And that just might be some shit that everybody has to accept. It's like. <clears throat> You gotta. You're gonna have to monitor yourself, monitor your own children, know what's good for you and what's not good. And like, if you don't want them to see things, then don't let them have a Facebook at nine years old. <laughs> right. The the best thing I heard about it was is a Ricky Gervais quote. 
um, is during one of his most recent stand-up specials. He said that he he's followed by like, let's just say 1.5 million people, right? There is no way that he knows all those 1.5 million people or has the time to read all the responses that he gets if he just tweets nonsense. Mm-hmm. He said, somebody being offended by something he tweets by someone who doesn't even know is like you walking into a town square and seeing a sign for guitar lessons. And then you being like, I don't want fucking guitar lessons. Just (laughs) keep it moving. Walking. (laughs) It's so annoying, but like that's, I mean, you were saying Zach, that everybody has an opinion and yes, everybody is entitled to their opinion. It doesn't mean that, your opinion is right because opinions are subjective. It's how you feel. For sure. It's not yeah. a fact. So if you were to tell me that, so if like, if I said my favorite movie is Jurassic Park and you were to say that movie is, <laughs> yeah, if you were to say you're wrong, it's like, okay, that's my opinion. If you don't like the movie, that's your opinion, but it's not wrong for me to like it because that is mm. my, that's what I like. That's, that's, it's like, if I mean, you guys are both gamers. Mm-hmm. Us growing up playing Pokemon, right? I haven't played past the original 100. No, I lied. I played Silver. So I haven't played past Silver. So for me to be like, the original 150 is the best. Like, I heard that's bullshit because I heard Black and White is one of the best games ever made. Mm-hmm. But I haven't, pl- I haven't played it, so I can't say that. But it's it goes to the same thing with everything in life. Yeah. Like, us, us talking about liking anime we get stuffed into this nerd group of it's like Fuck you like nerd. anime you're a you're yeah you're a fucking nerd meanwhile the person calling you a fucking nerd has watched all 59 seasons of general hospital yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Real> shit. <laughs> uh, like like fuck off everybody damn, has their own shit man um but oh, damn i had something that i was gonna say now i fucking brain fart yeah it was it was a really good fucking point too god damn it damn you brain um, <laughs> sorry brain uh, got a poop. It, my brain just had a fucking poop um uh, i guess we could do a transition since i just fucked everything up um is suffering important to being a human i think so because it's not because hmm. there's like to feel good you have to feel bad so like you can't that's a good point like it's like yin and yang. You can't like have good without having bad because you wouldn't know what good is without bad. So I think it's like it's just part of human nature. I guess it's a part of normal human nature because you'd figure like um people like uh I don't know, waspy trust fund kids who have never had any issues in their life. Like I guess it depends on where you are socially and economically um and that's probably the the wrong phrase uh but like people like me who were lower middle class i have and being white nonetheless i've experienced that yes i can do whatever i want but i've also experienced you can't do that shit because you're fucking poor bro like Mm -hmm. you can't be a part of this class because you haven't come here or here or here Like, I mean, I knew this girl in high school that was always rainbows and and lollipops and nothing ever was wrong in her life. And 
I felt shitty about it, but like, I can't wait for you to experience something bad <laughs> because it's going to fuck your entire life up. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, I was going to I mean, tie that into like, like even you go back to like, like Roman empires and shit like that. It's like, we, we have an idea in our head that we'll be happy when we get to a certain point, but that's never good enough. You know what I mean? We're always, mm-hmm. we always want more. And I don't know, I guess it is human nature to constantly want more, but I think that really ties into our suffering. Like you think you're going to be happy when you get this new job then you get it and you're like, fuck, I still got the same problems. You think getting, getting this new Xbox is going to like, Oh, I'll put all my time into this. Then you get it. And you're like, Oh, f- like I still have these same issues. And I, like, I, I guess that's just, suffering to be human is to suffer yeah in so many ways yeah because even with money problems you'll fucking have a bunch of issues like family and people trying to get money off of you just because you have money but say you make that first million that's not going to be good enough for you yep yeah it's never good enough i need another 10 million (laughs) then they got mad bread and he's still I mean, he tried to say, like, oh, I'd sold off my house and my belongings, but, but, man, you care about that dollar, man. You love that fucking dollar, man. You love that shit. You Mr. You Mr. Burns-ass motherfucker. Excellent. I know a lot of people like that. I've had, uh, I've had conversations with people about um, do, what do you value more, time or money? Because you can always get more money. You can't mm-hmm. get more time. Honestly, um, you know, that's something that really makes me upset. Like that's something that I noticed. I have a really bad problem with pet peeve is like, as I've gotten older and people, if I'm doing something for somebody, you know what I mean? And they're like mm-hmm. playing with my time, whether it's like, yo, can you do this for me? And then, like, I go, I go to their house or something like that. And like, ask me for to pick them up or something like that. And then they wait fucking 20 minutes before they come outside or something like motherfucker. Like I can't get this 20 <laughs> minutes back. <laughs> like, Mm-hmm. No, I've left. I've straight up left. If somebody calls me and like, yo, I, can you pick me up? And I'm like, yo, I'll be there in five minutes. And I get there and I say, yo, I'm here. All right, give me 10. Nope. See ya. I just fucking leave. <laughs> and that's a big reason like, the, do, like doing this podcast and like she's given up, give, given up, given up like, I don't know, I want to say like probably six, six hours of his time to do this. I appreciate the fuck out of him for that. You coming on here on your Saturday and talking to me, like I appreciate you guys giving me your time. And that's something that like I know for a fact that you, you can't get this, I don't know how, an hour and a half we've been on here back. You know what I mean? And that's, I, I guess people need to really start to maybe like not to to cancel out the, the suffering. Like appreciate shit like that. If you don't have the money and you know you don't have the money, but somebody's giving you your time, maybe that's something better. You know what I mean? Look at it from mm-hmm. that aspect. Like this guy or this person or my family or my friends, like I got time to to spend with them. When you're a kid, right? When you're a kid, right? You're, you're taught in school, job, 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 or school, 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 job, 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 money, 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 save, save, save. It's never slow the fuck down and see the world around you. Cause that was my big problem. And still kind of is my big problem where I'm constantly, I'm constantly rushing through things, rushing Mm -hmm. through things. I want to get this done so I can do to the next thing and go to the next thing. Um, It also doesn't help living in New York where everything is moving at a million miles a second. <laughs> um and never sleeps. No, it it really doesn't. Um but like I I have been speaking with uh one of my friends who's a life coach and she was saying um you know what have you done for yourself lately? And I was like 
damn, when's the last time that I actually bought myself something that I didn't need? Or when's the last time that I was, you know, I just put my phone down and went for a walk outside without listening to a podcast or, or music or anything like that. Like we've been pushed into a society that we live in a society. Um, <laughs> we've been, <laughs> we've been pushed into this constant state of you need to do in order to earn. Whereas like, you know, people always say you can't take money with you when you die, but still people will kill themselves to make more money. Mm-hmm. And th- that's something growing as like growing up. And I'm now learning like, you know, my parents told me you should, you need to go to school, get a job, get a degree, get a job. That's the only way you can make money. And when you do, you do make that money, you need to save it all just in case something bad happens. Bad shit's been happening to me my whole fucking life. And let me tell you something, money hasn't done anything to change it. <laughs> Um, like I don't, I like, I don't have a savings account. People are like, how can you live without a savings account? I've been doing it for the last 15 fucking years. Like if something happens and I need money for it, I'll deal with it the way it comes. Like, you know, people would be like, you know, you need, you need a, um, a savings account. You need to be investing in the stock market. You need to have an IRA and a retirement and a 401k and blah, blah, blah. What the fuck's that doing for me? Like, if I don't have any money to put into it, there's no reason for me to have it. Fuck around, I might like not wishing death on anyone, but it's like might not fucking live to see that money. You know what I'm saying? So it's exactly. Like, we could fucking drop dead tomorrow, and it's like, well, what the fuck mm-hmm. was that? <laughs> yeah, uh, All the roses. <laughs> it's 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 really more about experiences. Um, I don't know if you guys. Uh, I don't want to keep talking about Ricky Gervais, but I don't know if you've seen the show Afterlife on no. uh, on Netflix. Um. I think they're filming the next season right now, but it's basically a show about Ricky Gervais is a man whose wife dies of cancer and he doesn't want to live anymore because his wife was his entire life and mm-hmm. he, he doesn't want to keep, but he finds little things in his day that make him keep going. And like it, the show made me like, um, it made me want to appreciate the smaller things in life. Um, so like we carry around high quality cameras all day long. And like, why don't I just stop and take a picture of a flower? Why don't I like take a picture of, I mean, it's creepy, but why don't you take a picture of the couple that's sitting on the bench in the park? Mm-hmm. Like just like a small moment to remember that this is where you were at this point in your life. Like this is what I'm seeing. And I can't tell you how many photos that I have of, of my fiance or the cats, like not just because I like taking pictures of cats, but just because <laughs> I want to remember these small moments. Oh Yeah. And I think that people need to do that more. They need to stop thinking about the the main picture so much as the little things that lead up to that main picture. And it's really it's really hard to to break away from that because it's what we've been conditioned to do. So uh, I actually have a transition that's on topic this time, fellas. Uh, Boom! But what is something <laughs> that gives you peace in your daily life? I'll go first on this one. So uh, something that this podcast has helped me is I really, I'm somebody who enjoys having conversations with people, even if it's a random person or at work, the way I pass my time while I'm working is like having conversations with people and uh, having these conversations, even though like they could be so broad and 
off topic at times and shit like that it genuinely helps me clear my head so much like after i get off this podcast i'm gonna be in such a better mood than i was before just from having this conversation with with two dudes you know what i mean or whatever the case may be after a really good conversation with somebody in my daily life i always feel better because you know sometimes like my buddy ryan you know ryan those Mm -hmm. times where i'll take ryan home at one o'clock and i won't come back home until 5 a.m sometimes because we're literally just sitting outside of his house having life conversations that maybe it's just shit that bothers us that's built up that we don't talk about or something like that but just airing it out and like letting it go even if it's something stupid as like recommending a show or music or mm-hmm. movie or yo i just saw this or something's going on in my life having those conversations that it really brings me peace in my daily life we got to get ryan on here hell yeah <laughs> got come on but um i can say for me um I love making people smile and laugh. So like with me, like parts of my days where I get to like share a stupid ass meme or a funny ass video, or even just messaging somebody like, Hey, hope you're having a good day. Hope like everything's cool, whatever. Um, those things kind of bring me peace. Cause like I could say gaming, but gaming pisses you the fuck off sometimes. <laughs> that shit don't bring you peace. Those shit just pisses you off. So like, for me, I've always liked making people laugh. I've always liked having other people feel good. And like, I don't know, that's one of the things I like doing like with my Instagram account. Like I, I love connecting with a lot of different people and like different parts of the world. Like I have people that follow me from fucking Europe, Africa, Russia, all over the fucking place. And like, I love connecting with these other people and shit. And just like, even if it's just like some people, they don't have somebody that checks on them. Some people don't have friends, like really, like they don't have people that to communicate with. So sometimes like if I notice that, like I'll help them out. Like I'll send them like a funny ass meme or something sometimes or I'll just hit them up like, hey, how you doing? Like I find peace giving other people peace. That's dope. I don't find peace giving other people peace. <laughs> um, usually, <laughs> usually, uh, usually because I have such a, a short fuse that people piss me off so easily. Um, and it's something that I'm working on because that's not the kind of person that I want to be. Um, like I said before, I work in media, so I can't be like that. <laughs> um, but like, I, I mean, like I do enjoy, I do enjoy making people laugh. Like, I guess, my piece comes from talking about video games and movies uh, and music and stuff like that, because it, it shows it's, it's small talk, but it's not. So when this is, this is strange, a little strange tangent, but when I used to, when I was still in the dating pool and I used to meet girls, I'd be like, all right, name me the top three songs that describe you as a person. Because otherwise, you got to go through all that dumb small talk shit like, mm-hmm. where'd you grow up? How old are you? Who were your friends? What movies do you like? Like, no, that's all stupid shit because everybody gives the same answers every time. So I would try to find things to talk about that like were something totally different. Like it would be you meet a girl at a bar and you you know start asking, what are you drinking? So instead, I would do insane off-the-wall shit like, how do you feel about quantum physics? Mm-hmm. People are like... <laughs> the fuck quantum physics what are you talking about like yeah how do you feel about time travel <laughs> um it's how the best conversation to start though hell yeah man but 
but like i would prefer to to ask people like um like you were saying in the beginning what are three movies that have shaped you know shaped your life or you know, what what lessons have you learned when you were that you were or what things that you wish you would have known when you were in your 20s or when you were in your teens that you know now things like that um so i get peace listening to people talk about things they're passionate about because I'm also passionate about those similar things. Like I'm sure we could sit here and we could talk about our favorite video games for six, seven hours. Easy. And easy. Easy as fuck. Easily. But say if we were to do that in a public space, you would have people that would be like these fucking nerds over here. And then we wouldn't want to talk about, we wouldn't want to talk about it anymore because it's Mm -hmm. like something is somebody squishing your passion. And that's one thing that I always try to, to, when I talk to somebody about something and they start apologizing about what they're passionate about, I'm like, no, don't apologize. Please keep going. Give me everything that you're talking about. Be passionate. I want to know about it because I could learn something that I didn't know before. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Those are, those are really the times that I enjoy talking to people is when I learn, like I didn't know shit about lucid dreaming and, and, um, and uh, uh, sleep paralysis and, and, you know, sleep demons and shit like that. And now I have like a, a, a small ex- understanding. And I hope that shit never happens to me. Maybe that sparks <laughs> When it does happen, maybe you'll be like, hey, I know I'm prepared for this. Let me try to wiggle <laughs> my toes real quick. You know what I mean? Zach's, if this, Zach, if it, Zach's girlfriend had um, asked Zach to ask me about like lucid dreaming and shit. And what I told him to tell her was it's a double-edged sword and I don't recommend trying to do it because... Mm-hmm that deep once you get deep into that shit and like you get to the point where your dreams are very fucking real and you're in there and you can like so say i'm in a dream and i can control it sometimes that dream will smack you in the mouth and be like fuck you i'm in control and you can't do shit about it and it feels 100 real and that's how those dreams where i feel like like well like i'm fucking dying in the dream those are the dreams that'll happen so like yeah man it's <laughs> that shit's rough. <laughs> but yeah, man. I okay. fucking You can finish your statement, burrito. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I was about to say, I was about to say I'm fucking loving this whole podcast. This is a good episode. Yeah, hell yeah. That's what yeah. I was gonna say. I was like I feel like we just kinda like tumbleweeded through it, but like yeah. everything that we talked about, like that, oh, yeah. that's what I wanted. That's the whole point of this, man, because I enjoy talking to people. That's what I like doing. So it's like I, the the point of this was like all pro mental wellness, you know what I mean? But like, if that means that it's just two dudes, three dudes talking about something that like, when they leave the podcast, they're like, man, that was a good ass conversation. And that's all the fuck I wanted. Like it can get off topic. It doesn't all have to be about like, why do you hate your life? Or why are you sad all the time? Like, nah, that's not right. what it's about. Dark, dark, dark. <laughs> um, but how long, how long we been on for now? I have no idea. It's about to be three o'clock. I guess. I guess we can we can finish uh, this the way uh, we've done the, every time that I've had this. People love this segment. Um, Burrito has already said his, so he doesn't have to unless he thought about something else. But I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it with this. Uh, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Maybe 
I mean, there's a few examples, but I guess the best one is family doesn't necessarily mean blood. Um, because well, my grandfather said to me one time, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. And I said, that's absolutely not true. Because mm-hmm. I, I could choose to not speak to any of you ever again. And then I can choose to build my own small little family of friends if I wanted to. And that's basically what I've done. Um, I'm the black sheep of my family. We do not get along. I don't really speak to many members of my family. Um, but I do have friends that I consider family that if I called them, they would be there. For any amount of reasons, for any amount of distance that we are between they would be there for me if I needed them and vice versa. Um, so if anybody tells you that family has to be blood, that's bullshit. Oh yeah. Cause that's how I'm with Zach. Like I, I don't talk to my dad's side of the family at all. Like I've blocked all of them out of my life. I honestly do not give a shit. And, um, but like I had, that's blood, like straight up blood, but Zach is not blood, but I, Zach is my little brother to the fucking day I die. That's that's my little brother. And like mm-hmm. that family and like just like a couple of his friends, like his homie Ryan, we're talking about. I consider him a brother like that's family. Like family doesn't need to be blood. Like you're saying um, it's because I've had the same people say the same thing. Oh, um, blood thicker than water. And I was like, eh, not always, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not always. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. But, I mean, but even in the same in the same sense, like those those family members that you well, those friends you consider family members can still fuck you over. Oh yeah, for sure. And it it has happened on numerous occasions where I have been fucked by people that I could that I thought I could trust. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like, is anybody really trustworthy in this world, or is everybody just out for a personal gain? So that's. That's one of the toughest lessons I had to learn, uh, especially when I started this. I started the base idea of this before it like turned into Arizona and was something completely different and it turned into this. But I went into it with somebody and they they completely uh, they completely turned on me in every way possible. Somebody that I thought I really could trust, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that shit, I'm not even going to like it fucking hurt like really bad. And it it i think it changed me as a as a person when it came to being so trusting with others like i don't like i still don't even like talking to a lot of people about shit like when it comes to my my company and stuff like that it's like i don't i used to be like so passionate about it and talk about it and all that stuff and like i would talk to about anybody anybody that let me like yo you got an ear i'm gonna fucking talk in your ear about this for (laughs) an hour Mm -hmm. but after that shit happened man it made me just feel it made me feel bad like, I just felt bad. Was like, damn, like, was I foolish for trusting this person or was this person wrong for doing it to me? And I, I was in a really bad spot for a little bit after that. So that is a, that's a good topic. So I don't mean to extend this any further. No, you're good. But, yeah, this can go on forever. This um, is just the last, <laughs> the last question that I had. And I was like, we could, oh, we, could oh, talk okay. for, for, we could sit here for four hours if you wanted to. <laughs> okay. Um, so let me let me ask about um, masculine toxicity mm-hmm. because you were saying like you know f- you know friends who have who have uh, you know people that you trusted that have dicked you over I've said the same thing um, and you you talked about how it hurt you mm-hmm. 
did you express that feeling or did you express that feeling to them? Like, Hey, you did this thing and that shit hurt. Or did you just compress, uh, did you just, yeah, compress it and just be like, fuck it. I'm gonna let it go. Um, so I'm going to start out by saying it was a girl. Okay. And secondly, I, uh, I did express everything and I was like, I just don't understand how, like, I basically just said like, yo, I put my trust in you with this, with like our, our baby of an idea. And like, I let her know how, how bad it, like it fucked me over and hurt me. And since then, uh, she's reached out to me, you know, tried to follow me on things and said that they're, that they were happy for me, um, for going into it. Uh, but I'm also probably not the best person to talk about, about toxic masculinity because, I'm somebody who's like, if I get a fucking emotional, you're going to know about it. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going to. No, hold. but that's, that's the point. That's yeah. great. Because yeah. I like, I know, I know a bunch of, of men who are like, oh, this kid recently was my best friend. No longer. We don't speak anymore because, but I mean, we got into an argument about the vaccine and all that shit. That's a whole nother argument. Mm-hmm. Um, this dude. So met this girl. He's known. His whole life. They started dating. They got an apartment together. Um, they bought a car together. He was taking care of her kids. Like she has three kids, I think. One of them is, I think, think slightly autistic. So he's taking care of her kids. He's taking care of his own daughter with somebody else. Um, he's working his fucking ass off. And then COVID happened. So she was home because she was a waitress. So she was home with the kids all day while he was working. And then she developed like some sort of a drinking problem. I mean, who hasn't really developed some sort of issue with the last year, Um, whether it be weight, you know, weight gain, substance abuse, whatever, every, you know, whatever. Um, So they got, you know, they were arguing a little bit, started arguing more. She was having problems with all this alcohol. She was drinking all the time and she called their landlord and said, he is threatening my life. I want him out. Wow. The the landlord kicked him out. And she was like, I only used you to get this place and this car. My ex-husband is moving from Colorado to come here and live with me. And I was like, what the fuck? Anyway, they he spends like six months in like a super deep depression. He's super sad. I was like, bro, you got to let it out. You can't keep this shit in. I was like, you got to like, talk to me. And he was like, nah, man, I'll be all right. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm like, motherfucker, listen to me. You are killing yourself. You are killing yourself. You're keeping all of this stress in. Like, when's the last time you fucking cried, bro? Mm -hmm. Like, just, just sit down and like, when's the last time you just sat down and cried? Like, it's, it's not super manly to keep all that shit in. You're going to die. You're going to have like, I was like, your father died of a heart attack at a young age. Like, do you want to follow in his footsteps? You got a 13 year old daughter. And like, it took him a while to come out, but I was like, yo, let's go camping. So that's something he really likes to do. I don't like being outside. I'm allergic to everything. So I didn't want to go camping because I knew I was going to be allergic to everything, whatever. So we went anyway. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We went anyway. So we went anyway. Um, you, we had a good time. Like we, we talked about a lot of stuff. We like, we, we watched some movies while we were making, you know, meals on the fire and just enjoying being away from everything. Three months later, they get back together. 
Um, I was like, listen, I said to him, listen, I'm not going to say anything else other than this one thing. You are being a dummy. You spent six months bitching about how you were sad and this, that, and the third, only to do exactly the thing you said you didn't weren't you weren't going to do. Now you've gotten back with this girl. You're going to get hurt again, and I don't want to hear it. Yeah, reopen the wound, man. And, the and thing- like it, it, it snowball, it snowballed into this other like arguments about things of the way that he was doing things. Like I, I'm not the type of person to tell you how to how to live your life, but. Once you start coming at me, mm-hmm. then I'm going to, I'm going to tell you how to fucking live your life. Like we yeah. got into an argument about, he was like, you know, I, I said to him, you know, I'm not really working that much. Cause again, COVID shut pretty much my entire industry down and it's still fucking it up. And he was like, you know, nobody told you to move to New York, uh, to, to work for, you know, a company that I got shut down. I was like, because I knew COVID was going to happen. Right. And I was like, uh, it's not my fault that you are in construction and that your job didn't shut down. I was like, right. and you got COVID. You got right. COVID. You and your girl both got COVID. So it turned into this whole big thing. It was like, don't fucking tell me how to live my life because you have this picture perfect world. And I was like, I'm the <laughs> one who helped you through all your bullshit, bro. Like, what the fuck? Right. So like we had this falling out and like, we don't talk anymore. And some people are like, well, aren't you going to reach out to him? No. Why? I think it's uh, incredibly easy for people to forget uh, who helped them when they're in really bad spaces. And that's something that after like the last two years of my life, three years of my life, I said that I'm not ever going to forget something that I'm never going to let myself forget. Uh, My girlfriend, the girl I'm currently with, uh, I give her pretty close to full credit to pulling me out of the shit that I was into and like how bad of a spiral I went into. And that's something that like, I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to forget or let myself forget the fact that like, even though we might argue or have whatever the situation may be, like that's something that I'll never ever let get the better of like when I come to my anger or something like that. I, I, I'm, that's something that I try to really implement every day is like, shit might suck now, but don't forget who genuinely has your best interest in heart. And don't forget who Mm -hmm. helps you when everybody else is okay with you sliding down somewhere that you didn't want to go. Cause like what I always feel like with the, the whole like toxic masculinity thing, like, cause a lot of, a lot of men are afraid to just show those emotions because it just automatically you're soft. You're a bitch. You're a pussy. Right. Mm -hmm. To me, I what I always tell people, man, is like those emotions are fucking poison, toxic. If you let that shit just sit in you and fester, it's gonna like you said, it's gonna kill you. It's gonna fucking kill you. And I don't care how it makes me look, sound, whatever. Like I don't give a fuck. I'll cry. I don't give a fuck. I'll let it be known how I'm feeling. Like I'm not afraid, and you shouldn't be afraid. If you're a guy out there, you should not be afraid to express how you feel. And no matter this, the situation, whether it's with your girlfriend, your friends, whatever, family, let it be known how you feel. Don't let that shit sit inside you, man, at all. That was something I have. Uh, so I live with my girlfriend and my roommate. And, uh, you know, when you live with somebody, you, you then that's when you really get to see, like, the full mm-hmm. side of people. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he knew going into this that I have a lot of my own issues that I deal with and stuff like that. And I think... Uh, I think the I have this problem where 
my emotions will like overrun me and I'll like, we could be sitting there watching a movie and I'll randomly burst out crying. I don't, I don't know what it is. Like it could be like a weird ass movie. And like the first time that it happened, we were just like on our phone sitting there like doing nothing. And I like got up and I was crying and he was like, he like kind of told that something was wrong with me, but I didn't want to look at him. And he was like, fucking like, like follow me. I was like, yeah, what the fuck? And I looked at him and he saw me crying. He's like, yo, what, what's wrong? And I'm like, dude, nothing's a matter. Like this shit just happens to me. Mm-hmm. And like, I just like, need. Yeah. And like, he was probably, like so cool with it. He was like, yo, what is it we're going to do? Like, we're going to go to your, like, he knows like my mom and my dad, how tight we are. So he's like, let's go down to your mom and dad's house. Let's just kick it down there for a little bit and everything like that. So it's like, like, it definitely helps to have people around you who understand. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Yeah. When's the last time, or uh, I guess, when's the last time that you guys actually cried? Or like, have you, you had like an emotional response to anything? Uh, I want to say it was two nights ago. I was, um, it was just one of those days, man. Like the past few days have been kind of like great for me. Like, I. Like you could, if you watch my stream, I think from yesterday, maybe the day before, you can even hear it in my voice. Like I just, I don't sound like just, I'm just blank. And um, like this the other night, I just like I was just sitting there and just not really even thinking about anything. I just sat there and just started crying. And just like fuck, <laughs> just it just. <laughs> I'm cool now. Like I'm I'm okay right now. But it's just some mm. of those days happen. Um. I mean, it happens to me randomly. Like sometimes I'll have to, like, kind of. Sometimes I try and pull it back when I'm in like weird scenarios. But my my dog, I have a dog. His name's Rufus. He's 16 years old. He's a Shih Tzu. He's blind, and deaf. I've had him since I was a kid, and uh, he's like one of them, one of those constants for me. Like it didn't matter what was going on in my life. Like he picked me as soon as he came in. Like yo, you're my person. He would chill in my room. He would sit on my lap when I play video games. He doesn't like when I'm not around that kind of shit. And he had a really bad seizure. And it was like the first time I've ever seen anything like this happen. He like went to the bathroom all over himself and he was screaming like a wild chimp and he was all stiff. And then he went limp and I thought he died. And then I took him to the, my girlfriend took him to the vet the next morning. And like when I was driving into work, I was just driving thinking and I just fucking like just the thought of him not being his little self. Bro, I started like I was driving to work and I was just like, fuck, like, oh God. And I pulled into work and I was still had shit in my eyes and everything. And that was like, uh, I want to say like two weeks ago. It's like two weeks. Yeah. Um, like I was saying earlier, we have two cats. Um, the one cat who is right over here snoozing his brain away. <laughs> um, his name is Salem. He's going to be nine, I think, or eight. Um, so we, he's getting up there. Uh, the day he dies, I'm going to be a fucking wreck. Um, and with me, with my dog. And I mean, my fiance is going to be even worse. Cause like she adopted him at like a really terrible point in her life. And he like helped her through a lot of really terrible things. Um, so there was a, there was like a little point where I was really scared for him. Um, he had gotten fleas but he was like scratching so bad that he, he lost a shit ton of weight. Like he looked like he was um, like a feral cat outside. Hasn't eaten in years. He was scratching his fur off of his body. Like there was um, like, like a like about that much. It was just a scab from him scratching. And like, I took him to the vet and the vet was like, well, he's got fleas. He's got this, he's got MRSA. I'm like, Jesus Christ, cat. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's fine now, but like, 
<clears throat> every now and then, like I'll think about them and I'm just like, it, it's going to be one of those things where he's going to die and we're going to be at the vet. And as soon as we leave the vet, we're going to go adopt another cat because this, this, the void that it's going to cause mm-hmm. is going to be such a problem that we're going to have to fill it immediately, even though it's not going to be able to be filled. Yeah. So it's funny that you said that. Uh, Cause right after that happened, uh, I got a cat. Like what after the thing happened, the thought of not having something here to help, like really, really fucked me up. And I had the opportunity mm-hmm. to take a cat in and I was like, I know I'm going to want something. And I can tell he's not moving as much as he used to. And his legs are starting to give out on him. And I was like, I can mm-hmm. tell. And I was like, I know for a fact that I'm going to need something around. And um, I don't I don't think she's going to care that I mentioned this, but her childhood dog just passed away last night. And she found out in the middle of the night and she started bawling her eyes out and the cat was dead asleep. And he's kind of, he's moved. It's like his third day in here. So he's been kind of like weird. He came up and jumped on the bed. And while watched, like, this is like three, four o'clock in the morning. He came up and jumped on the bed. It's like the first time that he's really laid on the bed and was just all over her, all over me. He was like letting her pet her and she's like bawling her eyes out and she's petting him. And it was just like, this is the right, like, that's when I was like sitting there. I'm like, this is the right move that he's going to be around. Mm-hmm. I mean, my cats do the same thing whenever, like I got my second COVID shot three days ago and I was done, got home. I was fucking drained. I was just laying in bed and both of them just came in here. One of them laid on top of like my chest. I was laying on my back. One of them was laying here and the other one was laying along my side and they were just purring. And apparently like there's been some studies where um, cats can't, Cats can heal wounds, like internal wounds, by purring because of the frequency that it creates. I don't know how the hell it works. I'm not a scientist. But apparently it works with humans, too. So, like, they were purring on top of me to, like, heal the pain that was going through my body. It was just, you know, pain in my arm. Mm -hmm. But that's so, like, he was purring so loud last night. And it was the the mm -hmm. time he jumped on the bed and he was kind of like, yo, something's up. He was, like, full on, like, it was, like wow like like it's not, it mm-hmm. was crazy that's so weird that you mentioned i'm gonna have to tell my girlfriend when i get off of here about that because this morning when we yeah. woke up again i was like did you see zuko last night that was so crazy and she was like i know he like came out of nowhere it was like the whole the whole time that's fucking awesome um it's also said that um i don't know about dogs but specifically cats cats if a cat comes into your life you need that animal at that point something is going wrong And it's there to help you. So like we found a kitten outside of our house uh, or outside of uh, my fiance's old apartment. Um, And she was going through like a really shitty time in her life. And she had already had Salem, but we found this kitten and we brought him in and then like life started to get better. And then he died. And then we got another kitten and the life started to get better. Um, It's, it's weird how animals come into our lives so quickly and also leave so quickly mm-hmm. and it's it it affects you more than like a, a friend dying because they're you know you're their whole life yeah like Dude, to um, circle back they're, they're, oh sorry were you, i thought you finished. Go ahead. There, there's a there's a comedian um natasha legero and so, somebody asked her if she would ever have kids and she said no i'll have dogs and it's like it's a fucked up thing to say, but it's also true. She's like, the thing about kids is if they die, 
it takes a while to make another one. If my dogs die, I'll just go get another one. And in 18 years, when it dies, I'll get another one. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, that's fucked up. But yes. Mm. To, to circle back, remember our conversation? We're talking about like best score and all that kind of shit and like all those bad videos, man. So I can watch those. And I know it's fucked up to say, but I can. I When I was younger, I watched like a bunch of that fucked up shit. The minute, the minute I seen anything that had to do with like a dog getting killed or like somebody throwing a dog off a bridge, bro. I it like unlocked the new fucking feeling of like it was like a mixture of like fucking rage and like sadness. And I'm like, how the fuck can somebody do that to and I'm like it's weird. It's like a weird connection that I, I think we have to animals that's you can't I can't comprehend it sometimes. I'm just like, what the fuck? It's really shitty because animals animals mean more to me. Like I don't like dogs. It's not to say that if you have a dog, I'm not coming to your house. Like my friends have two Australian Huskies or Australian Shepherds and they're, they're loud and they shed a lot and I love their dogs. I will pet them. But like my neighbors downstairs have a dog and I fucking hate that dog, but it doesn't mean that I'm (laughs) going to go out. It doesn't mean that I'm going to go out back and feed the dog chocolate. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, I'm going to do what I can to avoid that animal. Mm -hmm. So like when, when I see people harming an innocent animal even if like so let's say a dog bites a kid i'm like well, what the fuck did that kid do <laughs> yeah real <laughs> shit dude i had a i had a german shepherd akita mix named rocco and uh when i was a kid and it was like my best friend i lived in bridgeport because i couldn't it was i wasn't like allowed to like roam in bridgeport it wasn't like the best area and shit like that so i was like yo that was my man's and my sister had a friend come over and uh there was two friends it was like the friend of the friend my sister and her friend and the friend of the friend was like scared to come in and the girl got in Rocco's face and was like no nah, it's okay Rocco's the best like blah, 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 like all in his face and it nipped her cheek and we had to get rid of the dog and I like it in my head I'm like no fuck that like this is this is my dog's house get the fuck out of its face like he didn't do shit <laughs> like I mean I get that but like Come on, man. Like, this is my my best buddy at the time. It's and... like if some random person is going to get in my face in my house, I'm like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will never understand getting rid of an animal because of something that, like an outside, mm-hmm. uh, an, an outside source like, like that. I don't fucking come back to my house. My dog obviously does not like you. <laughs> right. <laughs> like we had a we had a friend stop over and she just got a corgi and she didn't want to leave the corgi outside in the car so she brought the corgi in the house i've never like the cat salem he's the most docile cat ever <clears throat> all he does is sleep eat and go back to sleep that he's literally garfield <laughs> um when he doesn't hiss he doesn't scratch he doesn't bite unless like we're playing and i rough him up enough <clears throat> that he starts biting me but when that dog came up the stairs, he was, you know, get the fuck out <laughs> of my house. Like, Who the fuck are you? Get out of my house. thing that they do. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was, he was puffed. He was arched. He, he was swiping full claws out. I'm like, yo, are you the same cat that was just sleeping on the floor? This is my territory. Like, get up out of no, here. Cats, cats and dogs are like, they know, like they have that instinctual feeling like, yo, you're a bad person. Get the fuck out of my space. <laughs> but uh, But also with dogs like with with dogs they also um 
can sense people who don't like dogs. So yep. if I go into somebody's house who has a dog, the dog will immediately come to me. Like, yeah, I'm just like, you don't like me, bitch. But guess what? I'm here. <laughs> but I want it like, yeah. but they want they want me to like them, and that's 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 like dogs things. Like they can sense that I don't like them, but they want to be my friend. <laughs> I know you don't like me, but you know you like this nose. Come on, pet me, <laughs> pet me. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, exactly. And then I end up sitting on the couch, and the dog like plops itself in my lap, and I'm like, well, I guess this is my life now. <laughs> like you don't have to want to be my friend, but I'm your friend. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's uh, awesome. Is uh, I think what we do like. <coughs> oh damn! It's already three thirty. Well, this this close probably close to two hours. Probably. Oh shit, boys! Well, I uh, I appreciate y'all both for giving me two hours of your life, and you can never get I it back. This is it. You yeah. never get it back. <laughs> but it, was, it was either you know i i do this with you guys or i'd sit in front of disney plus watching the simpsons for the fifty thousandth time <laughs> um but i i really enjoyed this and i think uh we could probably do do this again like same with we can we can just start bringing back it i think there's a lot of interesting people especially that cheat showed me like you know a lot of fucking cool people so like we can i can think we can double down on some topics that i didn't talk about and i think we can go into it like more in depth if you're down to do another one. Hell yeah yeah absolutely oh hell yeah a uh, quick question because this has been bothering me the whole time okay does does my screen look green no nah. because over, because on my tv it looks perfect like my skin tone looks wasp but on, um, but on my computer screen, it's very, it's tinted very green, and it's been fucking me up this whole time. It's the Grinch. <laughs> nah, you're good, bro. Yeah, you're good. Okay, because that's, that's why I was like, I was changing the color of the color temperature of my camera, and I kept changing the color temperature of the light. So I'm just like, is this what's really what I look like, or do I look sick all the time? When I edit the video, I'm gonna make sure that I do like a green hue over the screen. <laughs> solid <laughs> uh, all right boys solid. This, this was fucking fun as shit um hell yeah i'm gonna throw your instagram up there um what's your instagram at uh it's chardander as in the pokemon hey and uh everybody knows cheeto burrito test with a zombie but boys this has been fun i'm gonna make sure i get this shit uploaded uh i'm gonna try to actually do it edit this today and then get it up for tomorrow and then uh Word. hell yeah this is fun boys thank you so much yeah, thanks for having me. This was this was fun. <laughs> well, we gonna do it the fucking end. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I'm I'm down. All right, later, fellas. Later, y'all.